you will write down on this lamb's skin the word I Magus. N nothing else, Master? Nothing else. Uh, how, how do you spell a, a Magus? That is part of the test. What will, what will happen if we get it right, Master? If you have the gift, something will happen. If not, nothing. Nothing, boy! The word of magic must be written perfectly, spelled correctly, the first time. You are not writing only with lamb's blood, but with your own blood. The magic flows through you and into the pen and from thence onto the scroll. <laughs> oh, bugger it! Well done, John. I, I, I have it! Gods of magic, help me. I will dedicate my life to you. I will serve you always. I will bring glory to your name. Help me. Please help me. Do you know who we are? You pray to us, yet many speak our names with their lips only, not their hearts. Do you truly believe in us? You came to me, didn't you? You are very young. Do you understand the promise you have made to us? The promise to worship us and glorify our names? To do so will go against the beliefs of many and may put you in mortal danger. I understand. Are you prepared to make the sacrifices we will require of you? I am prepared. You do not understand. And if you could foresee what will be asked of you in the future, you would run from this place and never come back. Still, we have watched you and we have been impressed with you. We grant your request on one condition. Remember always that you have seen us and spoken to us. Never deny your faith in us, or we will deny you. Are you ill, Raceland? Shut up. second floor guest room filled with tall ales and taller tales. Join a group of grown men intent on discussing the intricacies of fantasy and science fiction. Tim Gilbert Media presents Don't Just Let We! I thought you'd go battle accident.
Hello, all you fans of Goblin Ball, Kender Keep Away, and Thane Beneath the Mountain. This is the Dungeons and Dweebs Podcast, episode 38, Dragonlands, The Soul Forge, Part 1. I'm your host, Bob, and brothers and sisters, if you will indulge me a brief sermon. Belzor appeared to me in a dream last night, and for those of you here in Solace, you all are going to know soon why Belzor brought us here. Belzor has given us a woman who is not afraid to fight. We have a priestess people think is crazy. They call her crazy, but she's making treaties. She's doing all the things to try to solve the world's problems. Then Belzor has put her on Grin. I repeat, Belzor spoke to me the other night, and he said, I put the real Judith on Earth to give you time, you brothers and sisters of the temple. Time to get ready, for the hour of judgment is nigh at hand. Bruh. But I'm not alone. Across the table from me, he's added a splash of brandy to his tar bean tea. He's got a purple mark on his neck he says was given to him by a girl in town named Weird Megan. <laughs> <laughs> and his aged mother is... Mistress Megan. <laughs> his aged mother is sitting in the, over there in the corner in a rocking chair, quietly muttering to no one in particular, My son's famous the world over. He's a podcaster, don't you know? <laughs> it's Luke. <laughs> Oh, ladies and gentlemen, and everything in between, it is summertime, and you know what Woo! that means? Dragonlance on the Dungeons and Dweebs podcast. Time to lance harder! Yeah, the yeah. summer of Lance 3. Lance, lance harder. harder! Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, you know, it's summertime, you know, nothing feels more right <coughs> these days than little Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman in the summertime. It goes good together like a lime and Corona. <laughs> Baby. Weiss and Hickman. Where's the Ronnie Dew, Bob? Where's yeah, the Ronnie yeah. Dew? Oh, yeah, I get it. Because this isn't Weiss and Hickman. Yeah. Oh, it's just yeah. Weiss. It's, it's just Weiss. just Weiss. So instead of, instead of the, you know, that wonderful Ronnie Dew, he, he just switched it up to a crew. <laughs> yes. Summary. Well, summary. Hey, it's summary. Why don't we... But not a full summary. It's, it's, not, it's not a thick tome that we must journey through, but it is an adventure, so let's kick things off. Across the table from me now. <laughs> it was Paul. Paul did this. Paul oh, sat in my chair. Did I? You I can it move. Doesn't, it doesn't matter. I can it move. Doesn't matter. Nobody Before can see us, so we can lie. <laughs> and, and yet, and yet here you we are. And yet here we are. <laughs> now, now this has totally yeah. derailed anything I was going to say. It's club. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings and salutations, my young apprentices. Your old Uncle Club is continuing to enjoy his North American summer. Lots of grilling, drinking, bonfire, and fishing, and the occasional carousing with the lovely maidens of the north. Reminds me of the summer when I was about 17 and I spent wandering the countryside selling my sword and enjoying the freedom of the road. Most of that summer I spent in the company of a raven-haired beauty who shared my battles and my bed. Oh, the things that young warrior woman taught me about both my swords. There it is. We were inseparable for a time until that god half-elf showed up. And elves. <laughs> anyway, next to me, his test at the tower consisted of eating a hundred cheeseburgers and then not waiting a half an hour to go swimming. <laughs> the Baba to my Dr. Ivan Zahn, the Bradley Hamilton to my Jeff Spicoli, the man who never has a plan. Paul, how are you this evening? I am doing wonderful, and you are correct. 
You should probably wait a little while before you uh, go swimming after eating. It does not feel fun when you're sinking slowly to the bottom. Uh, <laughs> turns out you can't breathe water. It's terrible. Uh, I'm doing pretty well. It's a beautiful summer. It's fantastic getting out there, enjoying the sun, swimming, biking, all the terrible things that are Are you painful. wearing sunscreen? Uh, a little bit, yeah, a little bit. Uh, you got to put on that golden colored stuff to protect you from the fireball. Yeah, you know, the fireball will hurt you. <laughs> At least before the fireball doesn't go up, I don't randomly hear a Shrek in the background. Oh, yeah, because that's a light spell. You wouldn't hear Shrek if it was a fireball. What was the fire? Oh, okay. Well, what was the fireball words? I don't remember. Fireball. Fireball. <laughs> remember? Fizzbin? Fireball? Was what, that literally what, all he said? What was, were those words Fire fairies? And right before and right before it and right before you you see the fireball, you hear the do 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 do. Fireball. Don't you bring Mr. Worldwide into this. Yeah. I will Dang say, it. though, it is great to be back in the Dragonlance universe. It's true. And it's also great to be back in the studio. Yes. Yeah. It, it's yeah, true. you guys did Rama, and I wasn't on it, and I got to listen to this podcast like I wasn't a part of it. <laughs> it was cool. It was cool. Yeah. Were you yelling at us though? Where you're like, no, that's not what that means. Uh, <laughs> Who engineered this schlock? No, you you said one thing about computers, and I was kind of like, eh, why do you know that? Club, I'm pointing in, in real. What what what, I don't what did I say? I, I don't remember. I just remember like you saying something like, why do you know that? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're we're not here to talk about Rama. Rammer? Rammer. We're here to talk about the Soul Forge. Well, I tell you what, before we get into that, we have to do some tavern talk. We got some responses from stuff online. Right Luke, on. since you weren't done the last episode, you have to buy this round. All right, I'll go up to the fridge. I was in a relationship oh, with man. a woman with the blue dragon. She brought me up to her room Or did night. she have good Where's time? my corn purse? Why don't you fellas follow me to my couch? I'll show you all my glory is good. What'll it be, boys? Tavern talk. All right, well, we're here at the end of the last home, just with our sodden, trodden boots. Do you smell those potatoes? They're spicy. Um, do you see Tika? This new set of dark ale is phenomenal. <laughs> Tika's over there, but she's like 12. It's kind of <laughs> <I know. laughs> weird. It's kind of weird, so it's throwing me off a little bit. Um, but here we are. Uh, this is Tavern Talk, the portion of the sh show where we go around for about, you know, We'd like to say 20 minutes, but it's going to be realistically 35. I haven't been on in a while. I've got a lot to talk about. I was going to say, it depends on how long. It depends on how far we get derailed. That's yes. true. Yeah. So we're going to just go around and give uh, some things that are happening in our lives, nerd-wise, book-wise, whatever. Um, so if you're looking to listen to Soul Forge stuff and just want to skip all this, it's probably about 30 minutes in the future. Ish. Ish. Yeah. Okay. Hard-ish. So Luke, how has your nerd month been? Great. Um... Well, Bob, I switched out two mixers and a microphone because all of our stuff is crapping the bed right now. Yes, so, it is. So if you're noticing the audio change from the beginning of the episode from, to right now. From when I just asked Luke how his week had been, it's because <laughs> everything went to hell right there. Yeah. Um, what is usually, you know, just a couple hour process is swiftly turning into a full night. Oh, God. Um, anyway... <laughs> so we have a, we have a new microphone going right we now. Have, yeah, I just the old kinda, microphone died. Yeah, I pulled Run. this one out of my butt, and I guess it sounds 
a lot better. Sounds much it works. Better. Yeah. Way to go, Yeti. Yeah. yeah. Hey, not a sponsor. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but they could be. Yeah, Yeti. They saved our butts, so thank you, Yeti. Yeah. So, um, is that the same Yeti that makes like the coolers? I don't know. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. <laughs> the, 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 the company is Blue, and this is the Yeti microphone. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, That's how they get away with it. <laughs> so this Yeti. month, uh, I uh, Stranger Things three. No spoilers. Absolutely not. It has not been long enough for me to want to spoil anything. Um, so this was. I was under the impression that this was supposed to be the last. Four, four is going to be the last. Yeah. I, and that's, okay, I'm, all I'm going to say is when you get to the last episode, stick around, there's an after credits thing. Mm. Oh, they did an after, after credits thing? And they a did. Thing? That surprises so, me. Stranger Things usually does. Okay, okay. So I watched the entire thing as well with, with my wife. Mm. Um, not spoilery. Thoughts? Non-spoiler um, thoughts? Okay, um... That, the ending of that, mm-hmm. I wanted to stand up and applaud. Yep. That was amazing. That is how... Wow. Series seasons should end. Yeah, I would say um, the the season as a whole for me, uh, I really liked it. I mean, eighties nostalgia mm-hmm. always gets me. There was parts of it that made me go, "Oh man, like really?" Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But uh, overall, I, I think season three way better yeah. than season two. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. The, the only thing that I, I I caught myself thinking was like, like okay, so like they're being invaded again. Why are they all like hiding it from each other and like being that? That is the only thing. But like, I don't know. Like, once I thought about yeah. it a little bit more, it made more sense that yeah. okay, yeah, it's it's kind of crazy in the first place that any of this is happening. Right. And I just, I don't. Clob, you said you were watching it. I haven't started it yet. You haven't okay. started. I have it ready. Seen, I have it ready to go. I've seen one and two. You've seen one and two. Yeah. yeah. Paul, any of it? I haven't seen any of it. Doesn't yet. surprise Standard me. me. You uh, can spoil away. Uh, I don't actually care. But. But to me, I, I, our audience would it just came out last week. We no, I mean like for one and two. Oh, okay, yeah, we, don't spoil three. My wife and I talked about this a lot as well because that was a, our thing as well. That okay, after everything they went through, everybody in the town, all of the people, kind of act like a lot of this never happened. Yeah, um, and I, I think that's just the nature of the beast, right? Like when you're you're going for season three, what do you? You almost have to just reset the mm-hmm. clock on yeah. the town, otherwise there'd be too much knowledge in that town. What I what true. the very thing true. that I had the most trouble with what what was going on in the mall and what was oh, under okay. the mall. <laughs> um, I'm like, this is crazy. I get they're going for that '80s camp because yeah. that is '80s. Oh, and, that, and that's that's why I liked it. Oh yeah, and no, I agree. <laughs> okay. And I, I think there should be a game. I'm sure there is where you just go through and look at the homages to things from other movies from the '80s. I mean, the Aliens Three. There is almost like a shot. Oh yeah, where wow. he's like the thing is like in her face. Yeah, I mean yep. it's it's Ripley. Yeah, um, there is so much stuff going on from the Blob, like fifties monster movies. That, I, yeah, that was exactly it what is, I was thinking. I'm like, this, Winona this... Ryder was in Alien Resurrection. Oh yeah, that's what she. <laughs> yes, she plays the robot. She yep. plays the android in Alien oh, Resurrection. Oh my god. <laughs> yep, and she's. I didn't remember that at all. Yeah, no, it, oh. it there is so much. There's parts of it where it's it's just almost scene for scene from other movies, but it's great, man. Yeah, even me, like I I like a lot of '80s things, but it's not as ingrained in my memory. Right. So like when I'm going back and I'm watching this, I just think it's cool. I really like everything that's going, mm-hmm. and especially like you know the removal of cell phones really. Oh yeah. Makes any horror movie better. Wait. There was a time before cell phones. <laughs> I know. We were alive I know. Nepal. I know. I actually was. I <laughs> we're not the, that old. I remember the big old uh, satellite that one that you yeah. had to 
No, yeah, bag phones. I had the bag, bag phones. phones. I, had bag I, phones. I, I remember pay phones. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. So that's when you saw a pay phone. That was how uh, I got a ride home from school. You'd do a collect call and just say, yes. uh, will you, me. Will, 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 you hang up. Will, will you accept a collect call from practices over? Come pick me up. Uh, <laughs> and then you hang up. That's how you get a free. Uh, I know exactly what yeah, you're talking exactly. about. Exactly. So yeah, I, I will I will absolutely stand like I I did not like shed any manly tears at the end of um, season three, but I could have. Like it, yeah. it was, it was, it just it punched me right in the childhood at the end. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was so, it was so real. It was so good. It was such a. It I, I can't. I, I don't want to like. I feel like yeah, I'm hyping it. Don't let my hype influence you, Clob, when you go to watch it. Oh, just, no, I just take it in. Um, Clob, watch it. We'll do a, a more spoilery review maybe uh, down the road. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I severely enjoyed the first two. Second generation. Two seasons, second generation so. will we'll, uh, yeah. we'll do that. Uh, that, um, more Netflix. Uh, Jessica Jones, the final season of that, is uh, it's out now. I binged through that. It's, what is it, 12 episodes? So uh, Stranger Things is only eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, like, I'm watching Jessica Jones, and, like, the way that show is kind of structured, there's always, like, more than one thing going on. Yes. Which is kind of weird. So, like, I'm, I'm waiting for it to end at any moment. Mm-hmm. And then I finally went, like, okay, how many episodes are there? I'm like, oh, 12. I'm like, oh, thank God. Like, I just, because I, um, that season, it, it wrapped up good. It still kind of left it open-ended, which makes no sense to me, because I think they knew, well, maybe is they did done? Maybe, yeah, because, well, uh, it's done Marvel, on Netflix. And I, I don't. Well, are all the Marvel or all Mar- Marvel are going over to Disney? I can't yeah. see. I can't see Marvel and Disney continuing that because They're, it's so gritty and adult. Hmm. I just. I, I can't. Well, but yeah. I guess you know. You know, Infinity War and Endgame were pretty adult. Yeah. Is is I Marvel agree. doing the pay to stream monthly yep. thing? Yeah. Oh, crap. Well, Disney is. Disney is. Yeah. Disney Marvel. Yeah. I hear it's and not going to be super expensive. Is it only like six something? I mean, still. still. I, I already have like. four. Amazon, there's so many different yeah. ones now. CBS is even doing their own CBS thing. CBS is doing their own. Um, See, so yeah, I that it, it was. Uh, I, I liked three. Uh, season one of Jessica Jones is the best. It will always be the best. Two was kind of weak. Three is better than two. Okay, good. I like. I like to hear that because I want to watch because mm-hmm. that's one of the the, 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 ones the I bad guy in too. three is su- like super good. Um, so I, I, those little Netflix binges, um, I'm going to cover this just a little bit because uh, Neil, a uh, friend of the show, a friend of the show, other fourth chair got me, got <laughs> me into chair. this. Guy on the show. Um, MTG Arena. It's a free computer game where you can play Magic the Gathering. Uh-huh. And it's amazing to have a free resource to scratch that Magic the Gathering itch. Right, right. Um, it kind of, I don't know, like when I first started playing, I... I played five matches online against people. My first four, I just steamrolled everybody, and I'm like, okay, well, maybe, you know, I'm low level. Maybe it's trying to figure out where I am. And, like, because I played a lot in person. Right. Like, I mean, all of us are on the table. Yeah, we played a lot. So, and then eventually I got to my fifth match, and that one, like, seriously took, like, 45 minutes one-on-one. It was just (laughs) this back-and-forth crazy battle. I'd recommend to anybody who's into Magic the Gathering, it's not that uh, demanding of a game. Where you could, you know, you could play it on a laptop or whatever. Um, but it's, it's been a good time. Um, and it's free to download, right? And I'm sorry, I'm just kind of, I haven't been on in a while, so I'm kind of bogarting a lot. <laughs> uh, Tavern <laughs> Talk. I uh, recommend both those Netflix series, MTG Arena, awesome. Um, 
on another note on our YouTube channel, I know, Paul, you brought up a little bit of, about it last yes. episode. Um, we got some Minecraft stuff coming out. Also, in celebration of uh, the Summer of Lance 3, <laughs> we are re-releasing our original trilogy on YouTube. Uh, the uh, The intros. The, right. No, not the intros, just the full episodes. Oh, really? Oh, the entire so episode's going on a- Right hand not knowing what left hand is doing. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and and the, the hardest part about all this is, like, rendering a three-hour video. Like, yep. my computer just sits. <laughs> <laughs> you just, like, start it at night and just kind of go to bed? Uh, yeah, so we got uh, Minecraft videos coming out. We got the uh, re-release of our original um, Dragonlance trilogy re-releasing on YouTube. As well as the intros from last summer when we did the Twins trilogy. Yeah. This is a uh, head on over, uh, go on go on to YouTube.com, search Dungeons and Dweebs. We don't have our own URL yet because our channel is so small. But right. hoping to like kind of keep pumping out content there. But anyway, that's about all I got. Like 20 minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all right, you fixed the mic. Yeah, yeah. true. That, <laughs> true. You're, yeah. You so can you talk can as long as you want because now they can hear you. Now they yeah. can hear us. <laughs> oh, and, sorry. One one little more thing. Kate Colombo. <laughs> just, one, just, 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 just one more thing. I don't understand that reference. <laughs> Bob, <laughs> no, well, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, other fourth chair, Neil, he had brought us a cake to celebrate. This is this month. Is uh, yes. our podcast is two full years old? Oh my god, we're gosh. two years old, guys! Happy birthday, happy yeah. birthday, Aww. Dungeons and Dweebs! You brought us a cake. We're gonna enjoy that. Thank you, Neil, for stopping by. He actually wanted to be here for it, but he's out of town, uh, and we kind of schedule things super last minute because yeah. it's us. Yeah, thanks, Neil, for the cake. We appreciate it, man. Yeah, Clob, sorry. Go on. <laughs> You're fine because I'm super short. Oh, good. Hey, kids. <laughs> uh, you don't do that in this. I, I, I do that everywhere. Um, that's really. Hold on, you do that everywhere. That's, that's yes, I do. I do actually. That. Like out of your car, do you it's, just go? It's, hey, it's, it's like it's, hey, it's, it's like Joey from Friends. It's my how, it's my how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Did you understand that reference? Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, the, really, the only thing that I'm going to talk about, because really, like I said in my intro, what I've been doing is I've been outside a lot. I've been yeah. doing some fishing. I've been doing some boating. I've um, I work at a bar during the summer when we're not. In the school year, um, that's really what I've been doing most of my my summer. And during my, the school year, you just live at the bar because well, uh, teachers do. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. I know. <laughs> to, to be fair, and if you know me, you realize that I really don't work for money. Oh. I work for beer. <laughs> that's one, all, heck of, one heck of a trade-off, buddy. Because it all goes back. It all goes back towards my tab, anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm that guy. Uh, oh, you need some help this weekend? Great! I need a six-pack. <laughs> Anyways, the big one, the one big nerd thing I'm going to talk about. I want to talk about is I want to talk about Good Omens on Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's really good I wanted to watch that. Good o- it's David Tennant and yes. uh, Michael Sheen, and they're an angel and a demon, and God has given up on us and is going to let the angels fight out the war to end the world, <laughs> and these two guys try to stop it. Right. And they were, um, might, and it goes all the way from the Garden of Eden to present day. That's cool. And these guys have known each other and been angels on earth, all, or been an angel and a demon on earth, all the way from the Garden of Eden. <laughs> 
<laughs> to the present day That's and are actually like friends mm-hmm. and yeah. like but like neither side knows they're friends <laughs> but they actually like, get together and have coffee and stuff and talk about life and, um, <laughs> yeah but, you talk about life then you know later on you go kill each other but yeah but God, the whole premise is God has given up it's going to be Armageddon God's given up he's going to let the angels and the de- and the fallen angels fight it out in the world because yeah. she's just done yeah Ah. Frances McDermott play, is, is the voice of God and she's kind of the narrator for the mm-hmm. whole thing and she uh-huh. does very well but it is awesome oh, it wow. is so well done uh-huh. it is so cool uh, the way they the way they bring in the uh, judo-christian uh, mm. th- uh, theology and into everything and cool. it's actually very you know very much Paradise Lost and you know wow. all of the stuff that they bring in with the angels and the demons cool. and the garden and I'm gonna check it out. all the things for <laughs> human beings and it's hilarious <laughs> because it's these two you can tell that um sheen and tenant are having so much fun playing be, be playing controls. these parts yeah. and, and, and doing these roles that's cool and it's very very cool i highly recommend it it was it's actually been the source of a huge amount of controversy online if you follow about if you follow <laughs> some really yes yep. because there's a huge christian petition out there uh-huh. to have netflix cancel good omens Oh, really? The problem is... It's not on Netflix. It's not on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon, hey, Netflix, Netflix wholeheartedly said, yeah, we will totally cancel. We'll do everything in our power. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, you can just, you can feel this the scathing, you stupid SOBs uh, <laughs> coming from Netflix and Amazon's just roaring. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, I think Amazon even came But yeah, it was a big thing like, because it's, 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 you know, it's not teaching children the correct things about the religion and actually... Actually, if you read the religion and do a lot of the theological reading, which I've done, and, you know, go into, like, the poetry of Milton and, you know, it actually follows what your book (laughs) says. I'm going to watch this. i got to watch this. But it is is very good. Um, Other than that, I just have one more thing that I want to do with my portion of the tavern time. Um, I have been bopping in and out of Facebook a little bit over over the past week or so, and I just want to (laughs) say, hi, Kayla. Paul, what have you been up to? <laughs> uh, personally, it's been a lot of working, and then also Netflix, things like that, some games. Uh, I just started a new job as an EMT some uh, up around here, so that's fun. But otherwise, uh, I want to wholeheartedly talk about a show that I started to watch that I know, Luke, you would enjoy. Bob, you probably... Actually, I think everybody here probably would. It's uh, Love, Death, and Robots. Ooh. It's... A very, they're just digital shorts. They range from like 10 to 20 minutes, all about just different things. There's one episode of just robots t- have had the world now and they're touring former humanity. They're like, oh, look, here's a cafe, all, all this stuff hmm. that's interesting. Then there's a, another interesting one, very Lovecraft ish, where they get lost in space. And oh, yeah. it's, I don't know, it's definitely something that if you want kind of a mind trip for 20 minutes, there you go. I, will, I would highly recommend it. I've seen so far only two of the episodes. Uh, it was actually Luke, one of uh, somebody that works with you, Marcus, that uh, oh. pointed it out to me. He was like, "Hey, shut up, Marcus." Yeah, you should watch this. I was like, eh, "All right." I'll, so I turned it on, and it was it was fantastic. Wholeheartedly cool. would recommend it. Wow. Not for kids, definitely for adults. But it was it was really good. Oh, and cool. then uh, a game that came out that was on Steam sales. Uh, 
Civ Six. All right. Ah, Sid Meier. Yes, I love the Civ games. They are always a good time, good time sink. Sometimes too much time. Mm. Uh, sometimes it's just what, n- next turn I'll, I'll be done. N- nope, n- n- next turn I'll be done. No, you go all the way through until you win that, nuclear supremacy. That could take forever. <laughs> so it is a great game if you enjoy those types of games. Sid um, Meier is sixty-five. Sixty-five. Yeah, same birthday as me. We we had a conversation off air when you brought up Civ Six about how old is Sid Meier? Because since uh, I was yeah, you a said kid, fifty, I, I said probably probably north of that. I thought yeah, yeah in his fifties, I was wrong. He's sixty-five. He from Canada. From Feb- Canada. Feb- February twenty-fourth. Huh? Great birthday. Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's it's a great game. They've they've just continued mm. to improve on it. I've heard very good things. Yeah. Yeah, wholeheartedly cool. enjoy it. Bob, what about you? Well, I've been doing some reading. One of uh, one of our listeners, when we were doing the Dune stuff, had on one of the ads, had said, it'd be better if all of these... I had a bunch of, like, Dune books, right? Like, mm-hmm. Children of Dune, Dune Messiah, and stuff. And he said, just add of gore after all of those, right? Because there's an author named John Norman who wrote this series of, I think there's 33, 35 books. Wow. That are the the gore novels, right? And I'm like, I have heard of this gore stuff. So on the Dune podcast, I said, I'm going to go and I'm going to read some of these gore things because I looked it up on the show and we read the Wikipedia entry says, like, this series has been, like, uh, really under fire because of its, like, depiction of women as being, like, subservient and whatever and weird sexual acts and stuff. I'm like... So I'm gonna check this out. <laughs> so that perks your interest. So I'm going. How's life on the compound? Uh, well, there's a lot of chains and whips now. <laughs> but um, yikes. So here's the thing. I have only read the first two, so I cannot speak to the series as a whole. And I've heard that it started out as a fairly legit what they call planet and sandal fantasy, right? So. Okay. Uh, most of our listeners, okay. have, if you haven't read Gore, probably are aware of John Carter of Mars. Yes. Yes. So John Carter of Mars is very much the, like, you know, the story, who cares how they get to the planet. It's like, I fell asleep in a cave and I woke up on Barzoom. Right? Like, like it doesn't <laughs> it matter. It like a charm. Yeah, it works, it works like, a, like charm. a charm. None of this matters. And I actually am a huge fan of, you know, like like I've said many John times, Carter of Mars John really Carter of yeah. Mars, I love those series. I love that kind of pulp stuff. And so I'm like, okay... Sword and, and then I, I said I read that book King Dragon by mm-hmm. Offit and that was kind of a sword and uh, planet book. I really like that one. So I'm like, okay, I'll try out Gore and see what's going on. The first two I actually really enjoyed. I heard <laughs> that they get weirder as it goes down. And it's created, don't do this, kids. <laughs> but if you go onto YouTube and search Gorian community or oh, or like Gorian uh, so there's a Gorian community out there of people who like to role play. Kind of, it really kind of fed into the whole bondage. I was gonna say, lifestyle. I feel like no matter what you search, yeah. <laughs> no matter what you search, Gore Gorian, you're gonna get right. some shady. And whereas a lot of times, I think that culture, like we're in now in this modern culture, where it's it's okay, like any of that kind of stuff, as long as both parties are like okay or at the same level, yeah. like yeah. all that's whatever. Yeah. Um, and I think that's how the Gorian. It seems to be how the Gorian community runs itself. Not like I'm taking a deep dive into looking into that. I like. I don't I was know, like, man. You I'm, talked about chains and whips. Earlier. I'm turning this off, but um. From reading the book, very mild. It is no different than Conan or John Carter of Mars. Anything from the time where basically you have this... It's basically your main character uh, goes 
camping, gets abducted by aliens. Turns out there's these insectoid like priests uh, that yes. run the planet. Probings. Right? Gore is a planet that is on the opposite side of the sun that rotates at the exact same you know, okay. orbit oh, as us. Mega yes. Earth. Yeah, so we never know it's there. Um, and and it's populated, their population is controlled. Um, the priests, the king priests, do not allow technology to go beyond kind of medieval level, mm. right? Okay. And But there definitely is an aspect to where, you know, that like women, there's a slave market. It tends to be heavily geared towards like, Hot sexual slaves, right? Mainly Same. women, right? And there's this weird, Wait, like, no, no, not slaves. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, and and even I would say the first book plays in where the main girl is like aristocracy. She tries to act all haughty, hoity-toity, and by the end, you know, their trek through the wild wastes, she's ready to submit to the man, right? So there is definitely this whole. Not progressive in a feminine feminist sense. Uh, when was it written though? That seventies, okay. early seventies, or no, late sixties. I think those first few were like sixty eight, okay. sixty nine, and then into the seventies. And that kind of trope is big during that time yeah. period of where the man is like super muscular and brutish, and the woman is just kind of fawning all over. You know, like comic books were the same way, and you know. So I don't know that it goes anything beyond what was. Of the time, I hear it does though. I hear the series does take okay. more of a dive. I don't know. I I won a lot of the books on eBay, so I've got the first seventeen gore books. <laughs> I don't know how far down the rabbit hole oh, you I'll and go. eBay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love feel it. for your wife. <laughs> I love it. So we'll see how far down the rabbit hole I go with gore. But the first two I actually really like. If you like John Carter Mars, you like Conan. Got to be reading some gore. All right. Yeah, I'll I add it to my list. Highly recommend it. John Carter is great. Yeah, if you like John Carter, uh, try out gore. At least that first book, I think you'll really enjoy it. So, and then after... In fact, it's so close, it's almost a ripoff. Okay. <laughs> then soon you'll see me just wearing those leather pants and... All of a sudden, I want to see you in some strappy sandals. <laughs> but uh, on Facebook, uh, I, you know, we I should, don't. Feet <laughs> gross me out. We've had some. Hey, I, I want to bring this up now. We if we have kind of a closed community on Facebook, or that people can't post on our Facebook page, but you can make a post, we can post it. Yes, we have to approve it. Uh, we're just kind of trying to stay ahead of the curve of somebody posting something racist. Yeah, <laughs> or something. Because internet, you know? Yeah, right, yeah. The internet is... Like dun the Dungeons and Dweeb guys are Trump backers. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by why I didn't bring this up. If you're wondering why my intro was so long... All I did was I took a a speech that Jim old Jim Baker did. You know Jim Baker? <laughs> oh yes. To oh, Jim like, and Tammy like, like Faye Baker. Food bucket Jim Baker. Wow. Yeah. So I can't I can't get over the fact that he's out in prison and he's like back on Angel Network, like hawking some sort of survive the no, apocalypse no, no, no. food. No, I tell you what, the Lord really came to me this time. Yeah. So <laughs> I, well, I can't believe okay, first of all, that anybody that they would let him. Yes. Like, that's not a violation of his parole. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and that anybody's and, listening and, to him And anymore. be, yeah, that anybody, like, believes him. I, I actually heard a program about people that, like, send, thing, send money to those things. And it is just 
terrible. They oh, they prey on all oh, yeah. of the oh, yeah. on the people that are down that are just looking for that little bit of hope and are willing to do anything for that. It's terrible. Hope. I was oh, just yeah. like, terrible. holy. Yeah. Cow. Jim and Tammy Faye. I remember them a lot as a kid because I'd wake up. I think Sunday morning there was still cartoons on like six o'clock. Mm-hmm. There was like because I only had network and I want to say there was a few cartoons at six o'clock and they'd be on at about the same time trying to bumper out my cartoons. So I'd catch end of the world. I'd, coming. I'd catch those cartoons. Get rid of them. Well, they were not preaching that the talking, end of the world. That yeah. talking dog is going to eat your soul. Yeah, they weren't preaching the end of the world so much as give us money and then you can get a timeshare in this like super community. Just, just give us a tithing and all of your problems will go away. No, if, they if, were building one in like Florida. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, but uh, that's what they got in a lot of problems. Because you know that's what Jesus would do is yeah. have a gate of community. <laughs> in Florida. Well, Florida has gates, so. <laughs> but anyway, the whole point there was is I took he, something he had said on his show now. Um, so if you go back and listen to what my intro said and replace all of all of the uh, Belzor with God mm-hmm. and replace all of uh, Widow Judith with Donald Trump. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is what he said. Wow. You're kidding. I am not kidding. Oh, my God. That is, <laughs> that so, is... I was. I honestly was wondering where you were going. You're like, like, yeah, because you're like, why is this so freaking long? I'm like, I'm like, yeah. Where, where's the punchline going to be here? Where's yeah. the punchline? And then you just end it. Just all that's the punchline. That's set, great. All, all set up, no punchline. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, there it is. 30 there, minutes later. 30 minutes later, it's a slow <laughs> it's burn. It's a slow burn. It's a real... Chirac. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there you go. Uh, oh, man. Um, but, yeah, so on Facebook. But any of Facebook, Justin is great about posting stuff that then I can share Shout out. Shout out Justin. Justin is awesome. Again, maybe like ghost fifth chair. Um, he he threw up a great link to an article from Tor about how Dragonlance launched my lifelong love of fantasy. Lots of traction on that. So go give that a read. We had some you know responses to that. Chad said, it was the same for me. I read Dragons of Autumn Twilight and was hooked. They all had a great balance between action, adventure, magic, both arcane and divine, storytelling and uniqueness. Uh, you had Kayla said, I love this podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Kayla. <laughs> Pete was very quick to chime in and respond. Who? Oh, <laughs> Clob. Clob was very quick to chime in and respond. That's okay. Well, on his it's personal on I was going to say, say on Facebook, <laughs> yeah. I, on Facebook, yeah, we, I jumped we, in on my yeah, I, You know what? I, I have to now. I kind of just let the walls uh, yeah, down. Yeah, whatever. You guys okay. know who we are. Yeah. I just don't ever come do at me, bro. On Facebook. Yeah, hey, we, we don't yeah. actually, Paul, we don't, we don't rely on you for any content, so don't worry when about it. When it comes to Facebook, no. Or otherwise. Hey, or otherwise. Burn! Minecraft, Paul. Stardew. Who set up Minecraft and Stardew, Paul? That's a valid point. I just play it. <laughs> I just play it. But anyway, since we're uh, 40 minutes into what I said would only be like 20. Well, I tell you what. <laughs> I need a refill. Yes. I need a refill, and then we we, need- we have to do the major, the, the major babies. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> Use different words. Yes, please. You're already saying hi, kids, to random people out your car, and then you're using those words. Huh? Okay, well, we, we have to. Well, I, I, we'll discuss I, the Majer babies. We'll d- discuss the Majer babies. There you, you know, go, buddy. You know, kind of like the Muppet babies, but they're the Majer babies. <laughs> okay, th- this round's on you for that one. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Feel safe hey, honey, guys. come here. Come here. Yes, yes, that's the bottle I want. Ooh, <laughs> it's, it's a DeLorean, isn't it? Gail, you're always in my face. I might have driven a DeLorean here. I pull up a chair, friend. So here we are. Summer of Lance 3, first book, part one. 
book one of the first part of the Race of the Chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> this is a prequel. 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 Yep. We yeah. all love prequels here. <laughs> we do. We do. Uh, I I love a prequel just like the next guy. Oof. Young Orphan Annie on Tatooine. One of my favorites. I love that. So when I knew that we were going to dive in and find out what what a young Raceland Caramon might be like, I was pretty excited. I'm actually going to join you on that. I was I was actually kind of looking forward to going back. I yeah. No, I was too. I I I really didn't think we had to go back that far though. The yeah. amount of time so when that they were the, like five. Yeah, the amount of time yeah. that we spend with them when they're six years old, I'm going to talk about. Right. A lot. So I knew this book was going to deal a lot with the test. Yes. Or that was my assumption. I had no idea where this book was going to go. I didn't know if we would I start out. I didn't know if we would start out with Baby Raceland uh, and Caramon. I didn't know. Oh, I we didn't should know talk. Was... I did a little bit um, before we get to the synopsis. I did a little bit of like, well, where does well, as soon as I learned that this is Raceland Chronicles Part One, right? Where does it go? Where's Part Two? And that is Brothers in Arms. Right. There's another book. And Raceland also does make another appearance in The War of Souls. That is his last appearance in this trilogy. Right. Oh, okay. I might be wrong. Dragonlance fans, call me out. Oh, well, there's tons of, like, the lost histories and junk and uh, preludes. From from what I could find, that is the gods finally put his soul to rest. Mm Mm-hmm. In the the War of Souls, what, what I think the important stuff that happens in his life, yeah, yeah, he might pop up or we'll have covered. You got Grandpa Raceland coming through. <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, then you got. Yeah, I guess I, I don't know. I don't know anything about it, but there is like uh, the daughter of Raceland is out there somewhere. Yeah. Well, Margaret, I think has taken uh, old Marge has taken the reins with that one. Okay. And done a whole. Tr- I'm. I'm That's actually probably good that she took the reins. I'm gonna actually be. Very in the beginning, I will put my my stamp as this far as saying I enjoyed this book so much or enough that I'm actually excited. I did not know what Margaret Weiss alone would be like because mm. when yep. you're reading a Margaret Weiss Tracy Hickman book, what is Tracy Hickman writing? What is yeah, Margaret I mean, you writing? You really don't. Know. You don't know whose voice is coming through. So I was like, well, okay. So what is a standalone book by Margaret gonna look and feel and sound like? I was very actually impressed. Uh, I really enjoyed a lot of this writing, so I'm excited to go into some of the a lot of the other stuff that she did alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. I, that's that's how I and felt she, too. Really? She's still pumping books out to this really? day. Yes, yep. she is. Are they all Dragonlands? No, still? different world. Okay, no. different world. Dragonlands is for now. We'll say in hibernation. We're yes. not going to say it's dead, yeah. but um, did, but did she? So she started her own world, own characters. Yeah, and I, I can't remember the name of it. Um. But she, I've seen her. Hickman has tried as well. I don't think he's been ex- as successful mm-hmm. as Mark. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, but she, she's a lot more like active on social media and stuff too. So maybe yeah. that helps her out. I mean, she definitely retweets us and likes our stuff. Right. Which thank you. I know, I know you're not listening, but thank you, Margaret. Okay. So I guess my goal, and especially this, maybe the first one in through the second one, is going. Okay. So when I'm coming at this, if I'm going to recommend this book or not. Who would I recommend this book to? Like, what is the yeah. reading order? Well, I mean, reading order here. What I would be like? Would I be like, hey, should this is a prequel, right? Should you read the original first? Read the prequel first? And I'm going to tell you my thoughts on this are real mixed after having read the entire book. As to, in all honesty, I would read the original trilogy first with all my problems. I read this book. This book actually fixed a lot of stuff that yes. I was really? not happy with. I, there's a lot of parts in here that I really okay. wished I'd have had when I was reading that original trilogy. 
It makes me actually want to go back and reread the trilogy again. But I think that you have to read this one after the original trilogy yeah, because I of... I agree. You, some, of you yep. guys, some of you guys aren't there yet, but when you get to the coda of this book, yep. that explains that you have to read this after the I original agree. trilogy. And there's a lot of stuff in this book that... Or actually, if, if you just picked it... I don't know who would pick this book up necessarily off a shelf and really be super invested in it because there are so much ties to the other material yeah. that you almost have to know the characters before <laughs> any of it even matters. Correct. <laughs> why, do they, why do they keep talking about Sturm? Who is this guy? <laughs> like I should care about him. <laughs> uh, and he has mustaches? <laughs> No, not yet. <laughs> not yet. There's a reference to his mustache. When they're, when they're, like 15, they're slowly you know. growing. I, I think well, lucky growing. him. Yeah. He's got the he's got the little like little eighth dirt, grade peach fuzz. Dirt yeah. stash. Yeah. I mean, I'm 29. But there's four of them. <laughs> there's four of them just bristling off his face. Yeah. <laughs> Look at those mustaches. So, uh, anyways, let's get into this. Bob, you said that you found a summary. I found a summary at Plot. Okay, so this book is so just straight line. This is almost fairy tale-ish, I, I think, in almost how straight of a narrative this is. So uh I'll be completely honest. My thought was I'm gonna do this as one of our one of the song synopsis. Oh, like last year. Like last year. And Summer I am still two. I am still gonna do a song. I just didn't have time. So next episode there will be the song song of Soul Forge. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Soul Forge Sonata. The Soul Forge Sonata. Just song, sort of. song of the Soul Forge. <laughs> I needed to Old talk. Potatoes and a shut my mouth. I do need to talk to you about what are what are we gonna what are we gonna do? Potatoes and a shut my mouth. Go on, care, man. Okay, okay, synopsis, Bob. I got one. So <laughs> I'm ta- I'm stealing this because I think whoever wrote this for Amazon. This is all you need before we totally flesh this out ad nauseum. We're going to have like six hours on this book. Uh, Dungeons and Dweebs' promise is to uh, talk way too long about something that's not too important. <laughs> yes. That, we, can, we can put our seal on that. The Soul Forge by Margaret Weiss. Copyright 1998, TSR Incorporated. At this time, TSR, a subsidiary of Wizards of the Coast. Bum bum. <laughs> <laughs> a mage's soul is forged in the crucible of magic. Raislin Majer is six years old when he is introduced to the Archmage, who enrolls him in a school for the study of magic. There, the gifted and talented but tormented boy comes to see magic as his salvation. Mages in the magical tower of high sorcery watch him in secret, for they see shadows darkening over Raislin, even as the same shadows lengthen over Ancelon. Finally, Raisin draws near his goal to becoming a wizard, but first he must take the dreaded test in the Tower of High Sorcery. It will change his life forever if he survives. That's all you need. It really is. It's short, sweet, concise. To the point. Yep. It covers everything that this book is about. Uh, I agree. Um, I would... Uh, again, I'm going to say I'm impressed with this book and how linear it is. Well, I don't know if I'll say impressed. This is an incredibly linear story. It, it is very linear, especially compared to the other books uh, that we have read about them, where they were kind of jumping around a little bit. And really, Paul, I mean, you're, you're kind of right. Mm-hmm. This book does do the same thing that the other books does, where you know we're jumping between characters. We start with... Okay, and help me with the name here, Antimides. 
Antimodes? Antimodes. Yeah. Antimodes. That, that's the way I was saying it. Antimodes. Antimodes. Um, we start with him. We jump to Raceland. And we're like, it's just kind of, you're not really, you're just kind of like in solace. And then you just follow whatever is the most interesting character. And, and actually, it starts out just like. Dragons of Autumn Twilight, where you're yes. following somebody into Solace. You're following Fizbinin, and I agree. I think they, they latched onto that with Gandalf, you know, yep. in The Hobbit, yes. and so they're continuing with that kind of, like, Star Wars always opens with the mm-hmm. M- Empire or something. Yeah. That's the same thing I feel here, is where, okay, we're gonna... Margaret is... How does it something feel? Get the feel, the oxygen of Dragonlance. Well, you start out with your mage mm-hmm. who is going in to get you into the story. And I guess are, are we are we jumping in? Are we Let's in chapter one? Let's jump in. We're yeah. in book chapter one, one, chapter one. Book one, Raceland Chronicles, part one. <laughs> Soul Forge. So we are um, we are 15 years before the War of the Lands, and we meet the white robed wizard, which we talked about, Antimodes. 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 And his donkey Jennifer. Yes. <laughs> you don't mess with Jennifer. You don't mess with Je- old Jenny. If you do something okay, wrong, I, she'll kick you right in the balls. I liked I liked the donkey Jennifer at first, but like, okay, let's give it a rest. <laughs> Stop bringing her up. It feels like that's like his. It's kind of his only love. Like he, you get the impression from this guy that he is a little bit of a whiner and a womanizer. Like he likes and I like his women. Well, I womanizer well, even a little younger. I like that. I like <laughs> this very much from the beginning here. Um, humanizes the wizards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Humanizes yes. your mages. Yes, they're not yep. like a clerical order. Yep, they're not a clerical order. They're not monks. They're not clerics. You know, it's they just happen to be dudes, dudes and ladies that do magic. <laughs> right, but they're still left to the vices of humanity yes. if they choose. Yeah. I like. I do like. But that. it also adds some background because we didn't really have much information about what the archmages, all those things were. All it was was, hey, we know they're really powerful. Here we know they're just humans. Like this guy, you yeah. know, he was a shopkeeper. The other, the other guy, Par Pal Saladin. I can never say <laughs> Parsalian. Parsalian. He's super major. You're supposed to know him, Paul. I know him in the book. <laughs> Say him aloud, not so much. Uh, so it's one of those Parsaline. Parsaline. I don't know. Whatever his name is, he's he's not important, is he? You know, I don't need Parsalian. <laughs> um, but yeah, but I I think this is a very human image of kind of the roaming mage. In the other books oh. we got a, we get little drops of other mages other than Raceland. Mm-hmm. And it's and it, it kind of it fleshes out the orders. Yes. It definitely yes. fleshes yeah. out the orders other than just these people who happen to have different colored robes on, mm-hmm. which right. is what we had found. And it will even more in a couple chapters later. Yes. Right? Yeah. But he definitely enters kind of like a Gandalf and they're into the into Solace where all this activity is going on and he then comments on these two kids, little snotty kids that run by. One's got like a greasy bowl cut hair or whatever. Oh, and the and other one like one he thinks is a is a boy, but it actually turns out to be a girl. It's Sturm and Kit. Yeah, and it, was, it wasn't. I didn't pick up on Kit right away. It was Sturm. I was. Re- I remember reading through the first chapter of this, and and it's like it's just dropping these little hints, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, that that must be Sturm, and I didn't think it would outright say it, right? Well, yeah. But it does. And this was, yeah. a, and, and this would be a great, which is fine. Mo- and this would be a great scene to open the movie. I agree. Yes. It's just the wizard riding in on Jennifer mm-hmm. into Solace. We get the big, pa- we get like the big camera pan of the houses and the trees yes. and everything. And these little kids come running and they're playing war and they like spook the donkey and yes. I believe Margaret has a movie playing in her mind as yes. she's yes. writing this. Because I can see a lot of what she's seeing. I, I really like this. And what a job. What a job to have. What, what do you do? 
Now I go around and I wander around and I look for things that are magical to report back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they pay me for this. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like he's getting well, a Well, sort of. It's we'll like he works for on. the county. We'll pick up later <laughs> yeah. on. I feel like he's getting a stipend. I feel like he gets a stipend. He has to. Yes. We'll pick up later on like how difficult it is in this day and age for a wizard to run around the countryside. Mm. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he, but he's not dressed like a wizard either. No. He's, he's riding he's his... He's, fanciful. he's riding his donkey. Oh, Jenny. He, he's riding his donkey in a pimp suit. Because <laughs> yeah. it talks about it talks about the, he's wearing very fine he's got a very fine jacket and pants on and <laughs> <laughs> but we move in just like kind of the last uh, my brother's chronicles. A, my brother's a tailor. <laughs> Chapter two, we get to the end of the last home, and I like when my dragon lance starts with the end of the last home. Got to get it's, yourself some spicy it, potatoes, don't you, Bob? Yeah, old Marge doesn't disappoint here nope. on this description of the inn. It does feel, after all the Dragonlance we've done, like we're slipping into a comfortable pair of shoes. Like, ah, okay, into the last You home. open the door and Odic's there, and it's yep. Odic. Right. We even go a little bit before that. We You're getting it from an outsider's perspective. Right. Where he's like out of breath just trying to get there. Yeah, everybody. Yeah. Everybody's oh so used to walking God. up these damn stairs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know when you're when you're first reading through the Dragonland series, I always forgot that Solace was up in trees. Yeah, this right. This made me remember. I thought it was, it was just in trees. I, yeah. I I actually will actually dovetail off of that and say yes, I do believe that first trilogy didn't do a great job always yeah. of making it making you remember they're in trees. She does a much Margaret alone does a much better job of painting the picture of Solace here. Yes. I think in this because I know chapter. I know they talked about stairs in that in those first couple chapters of Autumn Twilight, but it made me see, like, I, I saw, like, almost like a, an Incan, like, pyramid, like, stones, <laughs> like, large stone stairs that just went, like, impossibly on forever. Yeah. Right. But whereas this really paints the picture for you. This I, I reminded agree. me of the Wookiee home, home world Kashyyyk. in, in uh, Kashyyyk, thank you, in uh, KOTOR. Oh, yes, there you go. Game, where it was like, you're all up in the trees, yeah. you know. Suspended yes. bridges. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I enjoyed it. And so, and Timothy's rides into town, the kids are playing in front of him, right. and... We we get the drop we get the couple drops right away of who these kids are and it's it, I liked that because it was like oh okay he's gonna get spooked the donkey's getting spooked and we're talking about Jenny again why are we caring about the donkey getting spooked yeah. but again great scene is the kids come around and spook the donkey a little bit and then um, is it Sturm puts a stop to, yeah. yeah puts a stop to it and I I you go play over there yeah I apologize sir for our interaction with your donkey and that I was hope it. your donkey I, I hope your donkey will be okay <laughs> and then it talks about the fact that they're six years old yeah right yeah. and I'm like no no yeah. si th this entire beginning of the book none of these <laughs> well, six year olds they're, they're talk not like all six years six years old what oh still kids kid, a little kids early like older ten. Yeah, I don't know if they're like, and then 10 that's or gonna something. roll into something else here where uh, Intimidies. 13, I believe, because I, I was just looking oh, at the yes. chapter. Intimidies yes. is a man of the ladies, and yes. he's noticing her. Yeah. You pervert. Thank you. <laughs> it's Crane is a different world, just like the wild, just like the old West was different, just like the Middle Ages was different. By 13 in the middle, in the 1500s, she would have had two kids already. <laughs> That's because they were probably <laughs> dying. Okay, I'm reading this in 2019, and I just can't. I don't, it, it got a little uncomfortable know. as he's describing her. I'm like, eh, dude, eh, no. Well, I no. think maybe there might be just a problem here with the fact that Kitiara has been established as such a, a sexual yes. being that then when she is a younger child, as a, as a writer, you're trying to... Tip that off to your audience, like, oh, here's the super sexy Kitty Aro when she was a kid, and weirdly alluding to her sexuality is not appropriate. Nope. <laughs> no, no, Marge, no. <laughs> so, yeah, so, 
He goes to the end of the last home. Yeah. He Odic's there, and again, like you said, it's a comfortable pair of shoes. It's walking into it's yes. it's walking into your favorite bar. It's walking in. Oh, he's been here before. Right, Odic yeah. is the Odic is that you know great host who remembers everybody that comes through the door. It's like, hey, it's been a long time since we've seen you. Sit down. If I remember <laughs> right, you like my dark ale. Give bring him yep. a picture of the dark and, ale. And Flint is there. Flint is just waiting oh, for Tannis. Flint is isn't just, Flint drunk? Yeah, Flint, <laughs> standard Flint. Flint, Flint. Flint is that midday. Is that is that midday old guy that comes in for half? He's just hour. Norm yeah. hanging out there. No, he's Norm. <laughs> he's Norm. He's, just Norm. he's got all the he's got all the information. Flint. He's got all the no. rumors. He's heard everything. No, but he's he's, not. he's more he's more Cliff than he is. Norm. Yeah, he is. He is definitely more. But Cliff. he's just he's just. If, and I work like I like I said earlier. One of the things I do during the summer is I bartend a lot, and I work in this little tiny dive bar in my little tiny town where everybody knows everybody else. Where everybody name. knows everybody, and That's you hold, and you always have yeah. the old guys that come in to walk. You have the old guys and the old couples that come in at 4 o'clock every day. And I swear to God, every day they come in at 4 o'clock for happy hour because I'd like to be happy for an hour. <laughs> um, come in, order the same thing, and we watch Jeopardy. Right. But it literally, <laughs> like, listeners, if you ever That's walked into Flint this place, you'd have a uh, friendly friendly man club running the bar there. But literally, it'd be like one of those movies where you walk in and every bar seat would swivel. Swivel <laughs> to turn and look at you and go... Who's that? Record yeah. scratch noise. <laughs> but, the, but, the, but there's so much travel that goes through Solace being, yes. being the center that they're used to different people and they're, yeah. they're more they're open to newcomers. They yeah. talk about that a lot and how, how they are open to newcomers. So Antibity sits down, gets his glass of beer, and he's just kind of enjoying himself. And Wait, okay, now, the see, now we and, do have to definitely talk about how old is Kit? Because, yeah, I remember in my notes I wrote down 13. that he she comes in, leans over, revealing ample-formed breasts underneath her leather vest it's the beginning that is of weird it's yeah. the beginning of it's it, yeah, it, was, it's, it was the beginning of breast because i was just in the chat I, I was just in that chat yeah. i don't like this mage so, no so she, i don't either this yeah. mage is not I, hanging out by my daughter so no, she no. anyways she's 13 she he's enjoying his beverage she comes in and is like hey i want to talk to you yes and he's like I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> right. And yeah. he just kind of ignores her. because, And it, it makes a drop in here, too, about how Antibodies doesn't really enjoy children. No, not at all. No. And I, he's like, I don't, you're, and he still, he sees her as a child, a burgeoning child, but a child. <laughs> you have potential in the future. And, and Odic is like, Odic is like, stop bothering my customers. And Kit's yeah. even, at this point, even stares Odic down. Yeah. And Odic is like, um, uh, oh. is she bothering you? Fine, what do you want? You're a magic user, aren't you? I saw your yeah. pouch. Yeah. Kit, Kit is that kid that just knows how to manipulate adults. But she too. is also incredibly worldwide. Yes. Right? Because she yes. comes from a home where it's basically dad's never there, mom is crazy. She's so she's, she's dad, in the show. Stepdad's. But remember yeah, stepdad's never there. Yeah, stepdad's never there. Yeah. She's she's the one that is controlling everything. She's, she's running the, one, the show. She's mm-hmm. the one that looked out for Raceland when he was little. Yeah, she's right. got all these plans for yeah. like what her brothers are going to do. Eventually because, she's going to leave so yeah. she's got to take care of her brothers right. she, and, and, and it is that that blossoming adulthood. Mm-hmm. And that is why she ends up bringing in her brothers, well, Caroline yeah, and, and Raceland. You should yep. you should see my brother. Well, how old he does magic. Yeah. But and he's like, what do you mean he does magic? Well, he does. He, he takes coins out of people's ears and like pulls rabbits out of hats and scarfs out of his sleeve and oh, tricks. Yeah, those mm. are tricks, not yeah. not magic, right? And she actually just tells him, "You need to see my brother." Yes. Yeah. 
Uh, so Ant- Antimides assesses the boys. Uh, the opening descriptions of Raisin and Caraman are very telling, I think. Uh, they're both dirty, uncombed, all Shoeless. they're neglected. They're like the typical street kids. Urchin. Street, they're street, street urchin kids. kids. They're the, yeah. they're it's like, a hard knock life yeah. for us. It's a hard knock life for us. I was it. going more for the street rat song from Aladdin, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> So if we would have known that one, we would have started he's singing. He's sick. I, I don't, I don't remember. But see, and again, this this whole, rat. this this whole portion is they're six. The yes. twins are six, yes. and that really the way they talk in the beginning of here, and the way that this you know gets started up, and the way that you know Antimides interviews him, and yeah. his responses to being interviewed, he's not six. Raisin like, isn't. Caramon, he might be. Make him. Caramon like, does sound like he's six. I, in my mind, it's just hello, sir. Are you a wizard? Kit says you're a wizard. You know, I could could you do some tricks? My twin can do tricks. Like that six year old. I think Caramon's up, but Raceland, you almost get the feeling like he's Damien from the Omen. Yes. yes, yes, it's he does tricks. Here, show him that trick with the coin. No, shut up, Caramon. Shut up, Caramon. Yeah, you're being foolish. Yeah. I I have a six year old at home. I don't know. <laughs> She's definitely not Caramon, or I mean, uh, Raceland. No, not Raceland. Not Raceland. So. Um, Anyways, they go through this interview, and, oh, hey, I guess he does have some... I tell you what, there's a... Funnily enough, five miles down the road, there's a magic school you can go to. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll make... We, we, we have a scholarship for kids like you. I, I thought initially that it was... The magic school is kind of like the High Clara... Or the High Clara Tower. The magic or Tower of High Sorcery and at Weyrath where it moved. Right, yeah. yeah. That's what I thought, but no, there actually is just a magic school. Just yeah. a magic school, literally just five miles down the road. Yeah. But, <laughs> but... Theo's, the, just a sign out in the front that says Theo's School of Magic. <laughs> I did want to... But you do have to walk there, so five miles is kind of a big deal. I did want to bring up... The, but they're six-year-olds. Yeah. And now they're going to walk five miles down the road to go to school. Uphill both ways. They they didn't have to. He offered to board them as well. It was one of those where it was an option. It was just Caramon. Twins. Or just Raceland. Just Raceland, not Caramon. Just Raceland, not Caramon. Caramon, he could have cared less. Basil, Basil, I did want to bring up up one thing that is mentioned here that I think is kind of telling. Antimides notes that the look on Raceland's face is not one of love for his brother's loyalty, but the pleasure that a man mm. takes in exhibiting the talents of a well-loved dog. Yes. Which I do like. He's but six. It, I know! Yeah. Well, okay, I do I do like that for Raceland's character, but also he is six, and also it does kind of, he wavers back and forth throughout this book. Ooh, boy, yes. Where where he does actually care for Caramon. Uh, there, is, there is portions of this, this book you, you, you where got, he you, becomes extremely, like, Benevolent and loving and caring at points. Yeah, yeah. he's he's. Are you you guys are that. correct. At this point in the book, that is not the right place for that. I don't think so. No, I would agree. Yeah, it's it's not the right point. Or or, yeah, or, or you know, like play it down more. Or not at six. I'm with being eight to ten. It might work. Like yes. at this point, you're getting irritated with your brother. He treats him like a a dog. Unless we're going with Raceland is more intelligent than your, much more intelligent than your. That, I feel like that's on. That when, might be I think we're. So, I think with. we're supposed to think of him yes. as Damien because, from the Omen. Yes. Like because he is. He's he's not, smart. Oh, he's that yeah. kid that you go. Eh, I sh- I say a joke and he's oh, not a normal six. Yeah. Oh, no. Crap. No. And kind, kind of what we get later on in this book is that they they are two halves of like 
what I'm just going to call Captain America, like the perfect human being. Right. Yeah. Like the the brain was separated from the body, and that you got one guy who is the best a human body could be, and yeah. one brain that is the best a human brain could be. Yeah. Yes. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Definitely. So it could that be that could be I guess what she's going could for. So, so he might just be a genius. Just like a a, genius just like know. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito in Twins. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've no. never met a six year old. <laughs> what a genius. movie! So right. Classic. That that could be it. Is I've never met a six year old genius before. It's, but already okay. So we met six year old Raceland. We've met six year old Anakin. Fight in a fight. Who would win? Oh, well, Raceland's sickly, so probably Anakin. I'm yeah. still going with Raceland. Raceland would kick Anakin's butt. You think? I hate little Anakin. I, okay, maybe Raceland. <laughs> no, Raceland would play dirty. That yes. is the key thing, is he would He would definitely... Raceland would be like Macaulay Culkin from The Good Son, and yeah. get like... It would be... Him to jump no, off because a cliff. what would yeah. happen... <laughs> what would happen is... Race, is Ra- like, Anakin would like maybe hit him once... And all of a sudden, Caramon would come across like Bam Bam from the Flintstones, <laughs> or the Hulk. And all of a sudden, it'd be, it would be the Hulk Loki scene from the first Avengers. I feel like Caramon Race- would just walk up and go Bam, 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 Bam. Raceland would be like, "Let's go pod racing, my brother," and like get him to get into the pod, and then he blow like, it up. He yeah, he just he, do something to Anakin's pod wily. and, you, and kill him both. You see it later on in the book when uh, the kids are picking on him, and the he puts that. The pine the nettle leaf, the yeah. nettle leaf in his in his bag, and gets the kid to hurt himself. He's like, eh, "That's what'll do." Right. You know? but I do I, like this drop that that um, Marge, yeah, <laughs> that, Marge. Marge, that that Margaret that Margaret does here. Um, she kind of drives it really, really well home in this first in this in this first beginning part here. No loving mother doted over these boys. No loving hands combed the tangled hair. No loving uh-huh. tongues scolded them to wash behind their ears. They did uh-huh. not have the whipped and hangdog air of beaten children, but they were certainly neglected. Yeah, yeah. They're the I kid, do. They're the kid that comes to school in the same shirt every single day for yeah. The there's entire there, there's no bruises or anything, but he's the these, these are the six year olds that are getting up making themselves breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> stuff. Yeah. And I want to say here, I love a lot of Margaret's writing in this book. Her style. For sure. I yes. really like her style of writing. It's very clear. It's very, it can be flowery at times, but in a very enjoyable way. I really enjoy, Margaret now lives in Wisconsin. I don't know where she originally came from. Was she originally from Wisconsin? Anybody know? Uh, I have no uh, idea. Midwest for sure. She definitely has this Midwestern feel of somebody who knows how real people and real communities interact. Yeah. Because when I read about Solace and I read about how the kids grew up it feels very real to me it yeah. doesn't it doesn't feel like some some authors kind of have a, a real overblown view of their characters and how they grew up this feels legit this and is- i even feel like this that's how pulled back we are they're just going to a magic school 5 miles down the road and throughout this entire book nothing crazy in terms of the universe is going to happen. This is a very no. small narrative. Yeah, there's no like world men world disasters anything no. like that. You get hints of what might come might, with yeah. with Kitty Ara saying like, "Hey, come up north. There's stuff going on." You know, but it's it's one of those where there is no there's no cataclysm, there's no, no war of the lands. No. This is just a very small contained book, and I yeah. actually appreciate it for that. Yeah, uh, I'm going to talk about that probably in uh, a second. All right, um, so chapter four. Yep, 
Uh, a month later, the Chambers of Parsalian. This chapter serves a twofold purpose. We get a quick look at Kryn and what many of the nations are doing. We get a feeling of the looming darkness. The world of Kryn is fractured with many cultures isolating themselves. It's like nationalism before World War One. I. I really like this because uh, I felt we were dumped into the Chronicles uh, and we just kind of, through reading it, got the idea that nobody talked to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas here, Margaret is like kind of telling us, hey, this is, we've got a lot of runaway nationalism here and all of these cultures are not talking to each other and are being driven away. I really liked it. I, I really liked this. Uh, World building stuff. I, a lot of it right. felt repeated. It's a little bit, but I would say with more clarity. I yes. think there's more clarity in this time going through it. Well, and it wasn't it wasn't too far into the clarity. It wasn't like another it didn't, book. It didn't bog it's, it down. No, there was think. no bog down. It was just, nope. here's kind of a brief thing of what's going on in the world around them. Because we know the world. We know there are different races. We know those things. Raisel and Caramon, they don't know the world as much, but... We do as the readers, so it's kind of like a here. This well, is a fill-in, and we no. have and we have a few drops that go through here too. Oh, your name, your last name's Majer. Did you know that that was a name of one of the old gods? Yeah, and and you, that's that. I mean, that's that's a fan. That's an Easter egg, right? Yeah, there. definitely it's fan service. Yeah, because you're going. Uh, yeah, because it was actually uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I agree. Which is continuously brings me to the conundrum of when. Could somebody read this before reading Chronicles? And I don't think I, I don't so. Think I think so. you have to read Chronicles first yeah. and then read this. I think up to this point, it's oh, it'd be okay. This opening few chapters is good. But then too much happens that really wouldn't have any meaning for anybody. I would be interested to see if somebody has read this book first yeah, and, and what then they went back in. So if one of our listeners, if that's what you did where you came back... Was Soulforge your entry point? Yeah, was Soulforge yeah. your entry point? And let or, us know or do, do you have a weird entry point? Yeah, because I know there's yeah. because we, we came in book one or volume one, book one. Yeah, did somebody yeah. else run in somewhere else? Yeah, yeah. And then go, I was wait, reading wait. Fifth Age before I read anything else. I don't know. I started with War of the Souls. By the way, thought. if you started with Fifth Age, let us know. <laughs> first of all, what the hell did you? <laughs> the amount of people I know that will just like go and grab a book and start reading without looking at things is ridiculous. I I can't. I don't know. I can't do that. I'm going to just throw this out there for Brendan, though. At this point, what I am missing dearly. Oh, my God. (laughs) No, you're not. Who is everybody really missing at this point? Just adults in general. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, The golden general. Hey, I'm missing tennis. Forget forget the golden general. (laughs) Whoa. Oh, man. Okay. Um, End of chapter three is your omen line. Who's that woman that put on a diaper and drove all the way from Texas to Florida to kill that other woman? Excuse oh, that was, me? That was an, an astronaut. A former, an, a astronaut, former astronaut. That, that is going to be Brendan. Brendan is going to put on a diaper, drive all the way up here, and kill down you. Down here. Down here. <laughs> down here. Kill you. And <laughs> I don't care. I'm sorry, Brendan. I'm sorry. I want to move on with the book we're actually in. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, which doesn't have any Lurana. <laughs> um, well, actually, it does make reference to her later on. It but, does. Um, and we love you, Brendan. The, and we, we do. We do. We, and we, do we love Lurana. Uh, when he asked the question... I think we were 50-50, weren't we? Antimides asks the question, uh, I have a question for you. Why do you want to be a mage? Raceland's blue eyes flared. I like the feeling of the magic inside me, and... And someday... Fat Indie Keepers will bow to me. 
It's a creepy line to come from a six-year-old. It's yeah. all for you, Raceland. <laughs> it's all for yep. you. No, I agree. This These early chapters, some of the stuff Raceland says is not in character for a normal six-year-old. Normal. So you Keyword ha- there is normal. I think a lot of people who are big fans probably will massage this, mm-hmm. finesse this, whatever, as that he is not normal. He is... I no. would have more of... More like to watch him like slowly turn. You know, I mean, obviously he would have to be very smart and just slowly watch that corrupt him. I, and yeah. I, well, yes, and, and, and I, this is a this is a line from a psychopath. Yes, like, I want everyone to worship. But that's how he cycles in this book. He cycles from extremes of being like, "Holy cow, this guy is like Satan," to being very benevolent. Yeah, four so, years. Yeah. Four years would have made the difference to me. Started off, he's been ten. He's yes. ten. He's been picked on. He's been picked on. He's had to learn how to be scrawny and weak and weak with the other boys for ten years for all yep. ten years of his life. Uh, had to be dependent on his brother. Make him ten, and I would have felt a whole lot more. It's about, ironic. I say the same thing about this. Anakin. If we could have just given that kid <laughs> four years, it's <laughs> <laughs> so much better. Too uh, young so he is. <laughs> we, we've we've met Sturm a little bit. We've met Caramon. Um, Flint can't forget about Flint. We go. We, we finally in chapter five. We open yes. with a daily life of the Majer house. Uh, Mom is bad crazy. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yep. She's in rocking chairs, uh, talking. She's knitting and talking about her first it's, husband, Gregor. Uh, it's because she hasn't met Balzazar or whatever. The yeah. Hell she's Gregor so Matar. He's like she. What he was a knight of Salamnia, don't you know? Like, how hard would it be to be her current husband uh, when all she does is want to talk about the former? Thoughts from my yep. head. He's gone all the time. Well, that's true. He, I will Making say, money for men- the family. Yeah. I like Gillian. Poor guy is a real put-upon guy. Yes. I mean, he's making money for the family. His wife's nuts. He's trying to make ends meet. You know, he's, he did a good job for where he's at. I, I, I'm actually going to go, like, the schizophrenic route here. Oh, with yes. the mom? With the yeah. mom. I'm yeah. going dementia. Because, because, because she never had her magic trained. Yeah. yeah, she's she's like gone into this like dementia because she could see the future. Yeah, she's a seer. Yeah, she's gone into this uh, dementia schizophrenia you know, like yeah. aspect because she never learned how to control what's I inside li- her. I like and that I like theory. the way she. I like the way that it's written here, yeah, and that's I one do. of the things that that's one of the things that Margaret talks about in here too is this idea of if you have the magic, you have to learn how to control the right. magic. Or I, and I think she's really pushing here that, or this is what happened. Yeah. The magic eats your brain. Right, yeah, you're going to rock in this yeah. chair. Nuts. Yeah. Um, Kit gets the boys packed for school, and off they go. Um, I well, love I love this whole thing about how they eat bread on the way that's moldy, and Caramon just wolfs the thing down. I was like, I love this moldy bread. And meanwhile, Raceland is like picking the mold off and being like, I wonder what kind of spell I can make out of this. Right? Like the, no, the division like, between this the two. might be useful later. Yeah, but I like this because a lot. Mar- Margaret is going to do throughout this entire book, pulling out little mundane things mm-hmm. that separate the two characters, show who they are. Yeah, and I, I really enjoyed that. These little, these little kind of character moments. Okay, so we're moving down the road. We're on the road to school. <laughs> yep. And on the road to school, we meet Farmer Dan or whatever his name is. Yeah, uh, like it's like uh, hedges, like hedges. I don't know, he's some farmer, dude. Yeah, we we meet the farmer, and the farmer offers to give him a ride, and they can go back and forth. And he offers Caraman a job. <laughs> Who's offering a six-year-old a job? Yeah, well, can, his kids are too old, and he's a buff little six-year-old. This is <laughs> yeah. can, can I, I understand? Too young. Sorry. Can I also read? This is an example of when Raceland doesn't sound six. Race. I 
already have a sword, Caravan, Raisin said. Not a sword like yours, not one made of metal. This sword is inside of me. It's not a very good weapon right now. I'm going to stop you. It needs to be hammered into shape. That's why I'm going to I'm going to stop you. You are incorrect. What? Because he is just saying what Intimides had said to him. He's just a child repeating what an adult told him. I already have a sword, Caramon. Not a sword like yours. Not one made of metal. It's it's inside of me. He might be able to. It's all in how you read it. Yeah, it is. It is on you know all in how you read it, but also I like your point there of how he's just just repeating. He is, and kids do that all the time. They repeat what adults say. I like that. Yeah. No, there's only a few times where I think that it didn't sound like a six year old, but in all honesty, it didn't. It didn't bother me because I immediately made him Damien. Yes. From the omen, yes. and it all just seemed right. Yes, because we know where this goes. I know. That's yeah, true. exactly. But I'm, and we know, I, where, but I agree. We, we know where this goes, and we know what happens, but I'm just, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just picturing, you know, Caramon walking down, <laughs> these two walking down the road. And wouldn't they stand out to everybody? And just, he's, he hasn't gotten to school yet, so he hasn't gotten his stuff, but like... It, Afterwards, when he gets to school and we start dealing with things, I'm just picturing him like like little six year old little little like Yoda robe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, you didn't do that when you were six. No, no, I know. Um, <laughs> so we get. But to you school. also didn't ride in a cart five miles to school. You know, like, okay. yeah. He's it's, like Boss Baby. Raceland's <laughs> 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 just got this giant. Head. Are you telling like, me you but, watched? Boss Baby? I have kids. Oh, okay. I've Fair watched I was Boss say, Baby. I've, I've watched it as well. Because I, 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 I actually find it... I haven't either. I find it hilarious. <laughs> I've watched... I've, I've watched the... Uh, Take a the, nap. I love <laughs> Boss Baby! I've watched the YouTube Everything Wrong with Boss Baby. Oh. Ooh. No, I have Was not watched 20 that. minutes long? About God. that, yeah. <laughs> it might be longer wow. than the movie. Um, so, Raceland agrees to work for a farmer. I don't know what he's no, doing. Caramon. No, Caramon. Or, Car- sorry, Caramon. Lifting uh, bales of hay. In, in exchange for transport for Caramon, right? Which, how benevolent is a Caramon six-year-old is Caramon? Caramon is working for ex- in exchange for transport for Raceland. Yes. yes. That's what I said. Nope. I didn't that's say that. not what you said. No. <laughs> Caramon agrees to work for the farmer to transport Raceland. Yes. Yes. Um, but, again, uh, quite a six-year-old. To be mm-hmm. like, I'll pay for brother's school here by doing this. But there, there, there's I, a little bit of talking beforehand about how, like, they talk about uh, learning math. And Caramon's like, I don't, I, don't, I don't care about any of that. I just want to be stab people with a sword. And I'm just going to do whatever I can until I can get there when Kitty R comes, comes back for them. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's, it, it's right. working for it me. It also, though, does point Why out... Why am I defending Dragonlance? Yeah, because <laughs> <it's, laughs> it, it does point out his... Caramon's love for Raceland. He's willing to do anything. It also, once again, mm-hmm. shows that Raceland is willing to take advantage of that. Uh, yes. That he is willing to sit there and go, yeah, brother, you work. I'm just going to go to school. There you go. Yes. I yeah. think a lot of the problems that I had at the end of even, um, you know, the both the Chronicles trilogy and the Legends trilogy um, is being erased by this book because I'm seeing this as a pattern. Like, I'm now, yes. throughout this book, it is a constant yo-yoing with Raceland where he will kind of seem to actually care and love mm-hmm. his brother and then mercilessly use him. It's an abusive relationship. It's an incredibly it, abusive relationship. It's a 100% and, But I love the way Margaret that's, that's, handles yes. it in a lot of them. Uh, that's fine. I would have rather have been like a very slow build and then like 
a culminating as something. I get what you're no. saying. Instead of that, it was happening all the time. Like, yeah. from the time Instead they were children, the it's been constant. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. But I think that actually makes it stronger for me because it means that Caramon has become dead to it. That This is why my big problem oh. in Legends is why Caramon is such a baby that he keeps taking it from races. Because well, he's been doing and it it's like six. Some, from the time he's been six yeah. years he's old. Been he's been doing it from the womb. From the womb. Raceland kicked him out. I think maybe in the womb, Caramon might have owned that one. You get out and stretch it out so it doesn't hurt me as much. <laughs> All right, brother. All right, my brother. Right. Oh, do we? Well, he was dead when he came out of the womb and like yeah. Kit brought him back to life. Mm-hmm. Speaking oh, of Kit, Kit's, Kit's, up, Kit's, Kit's hanging out in she bars, gone. grabs a bunch of maps, and she's gone. She's gone. Yep. She's gone. Yep. Yeah. She's off to find her father. What? Yeah. Uh, I wanted to see some Celso or what, assassins. That whole conversation was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, Kit's the one that everybody in Solace was like, "Yeah, now she's gonna be pregnant by the time she's 14. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then she comes riding back into town with an army, literally. <laughs> literally. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, um, go get him, Kit. I I agree. Um, I'm on Team Kit now. All right. <laughs> All right. Chapter 6, Master Theobald's School for Mages. Oh All of this, to me, is Ebenezer Scrooge. I've met, yeah, this, I've, very I've met Scrooge. this teacher before. I swear to you. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> not. It's none of you guys. <laughs> you care. I had this teacher. No, I, yeah, it's, I'm, and, and the whole time like, going up, Rayson's learning stuff, and he's like piped yeah. up, and he's... Then, of, then as he's getting older, it's like I'm actually way smarter than this guy. I was gonna say, not, but he does have he does have some actual stuff he has to teach me, so I have to pay attention. Yeah, to I love right. the fact that Rayson very early, yeah, knows yeah. that he is smarter than Theobald, but still there's things he needs to teach him, and so he kind of uses that. I want a willow branch for my classroom. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you're not allowed to do that in this state. You got to go to like Texas. the kids' fault. The Texas, Texas man, you're sleeping in my class. Quap. <laughs> <laughs> Just just move to Texas, you're fine, bud. <laughs> well, and Theobald is just like, you know, he is that in every school movie, yes. there's always the there's always the master Theobald. Yes. yes. There's always that one teacher who kind of thinks they're smart, but they're kind of half-assing their job, and, yep. but they don't have any other marketable skills, so that's why they're That's here. why they're I, doing that. I agree. Yeah. I, I agree. do love how at the Conclave they, they talked about why they threw him in the school. Because he could do nothing else. Yeah. He, he yeah. cared about nothing. They were just kind of like, uh, well, and, well, and, and, he, and no one else wanted the job. No one wants well, the job. Well, because he's in the, I mean, he's at Solace. He's in a little yeah. school five miles out of yeah. Solace. I mean, how many yeah, great mages are coming out of the tree village? I think, oh, isn't is that the only school? Bit for you guys right no, now? Or? No, no, there's all kinds of schools. <laughs> no, because no. it sounded like nobody, yeah. is it the only school or are no, there more? No, there's, there's, there's more. schools all around. There's definitely a it's girl's school. It's District 3228. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it is. Uh, I picked up on something that I thought was going to be something, and it's I don't think it is, so help me with this one. Raceland, the teacher strikes him with a stick, and Raceland, like, fakes sickness yeah. Oh, yeah. during it. And I was like, he liked what he got off of faking sick. So I'm like, okay, so through the rest of... Are we supposed to take from that that at times Raceland fakes that he because this conversation has come yeah, up yeah. He, he overplays and this, and this he overplays his sickness when it's to his advantage. This went through my mind when I was reading it. Yeah, yeah. he overplays his sick. He's he's done that for his whole life. Is he overplays his frailty when it's to his advantage? Yes, and, I, and this and is kind of like where it's power. Yeah, and yeah. the power because now everybody's paying attention to him, mm-hmm. and he has the power to determine 
what is going to happen next. Yeah. He just likes to manipulate. So when right. he saw that he could do that, it was just like, a, ooh, there's a little, there's a little button. And I you know, and, and, he, and he fakes this thing and he gets to go to the private quarters of yes. the school teacher. And I know it's not in the book, but in my mind, I saw him laying back on a leather couch and like, <laughs> he had, a, for some reason, like he stole a grape and like tossed him to his mouth and just kind of like <laughs> <laughs> sitting there like, you know, we have kids in like every class that are like this. Oh, you're feeling sick again today. But I still get to listen to the lecture, but you idiots are in there on those stools. I'm lying on the leather couch in yeah. the air conditioned room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? exactly. <laughs> but, um. Chapter 7. Antimides visits the school to see how Raceland is doing. They are learning penmanship, writing things like Chirac. Super important. Very important. Okay, so Dungeons and Dragons, people. I know that the original books honed very closely to actual Dungeons and Dragons and how you played it. Mm -hmm. There's a lot made in this book of writing down spells, getting them carefully done. Like, throughout this book, Raceland, except until the last couple chapters, makes actually very little headway. It makes it yeah. look like being a mage is an arduous practice. Yep. Like, they, they are taking forever to study these spells. They're finally trying to write them correctly in, in their books. Like, is it... Is that does that translate yes. from Dungeons yes. and Dragons? How difficult? Yes, it is? And that, that's why elves are usually wizards because they live long enough to get really good at it. Yeah. Ah, okay. And that's okay. one of the things that Luke in the games that we've in the games that we've played, and I've watched you, and I've watched and other other D and D games that I've played. Every time, any time you watch the mage. The mage has the most backstory. They have all the books with them. Yep. <laughs> they have to figure out what spell they're doing before they go to bed. You have, If you're playing a game with a group of three mages... It takes freaking ever. It takes forever <laughs> to just fast forward to the... like Because a lot of times you do, well, okay, everybody goes to bed. Can we fast forward to the next day? Yeah. It takes forever to go through that conversation when you have a couple... When you have two or, th mm. two or three mages sitting at the table because, all right, well, I'm going to do the uh, spell of Azeroth tonight before I go to bed. Uh, yeah, I'm going thankfully. To, I'm going to rub my rock of Reiner and... Uh, <laughs> Let's see. <this. laughs> I will say, thankfully, Luke, you usually just go... I'll I'll just do my spells while we're gone. Like while yes, we're talking. Yes, yes. And we do everything. we do we have uh the, the group we play with we have a very good relationship with our DM where I the the I'll let everybody else start role playing the next day while I'm writing down my spells and he'll just take me on my word that I have already agreed to these spells. Yeah. Because it's, you know, I already have, like, a loose idea, like, okay, well, I know... It's like you have to spend an hour in the morning, either, if you're a cleric, you have to pray yep. in the, an hour in the morning, pray, wizards write, warlocks, yes. they don't have to do anything. Sorcerers right. have to, I don't know... Think about it or something, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, think about it, it's a weird... But it's, yeah, fighters go and get some some beer and sausage and eggs. Yeah. You have to think about what, what's going to happen the next day. Are we just going to be talking to people? Are we going into a dungeon? Do I need yeah. to be, like, battle-ready? It's and it never works. Every time, every time it's like, uh, Luke, you got something for that? No. No, not this Crap. particular one. <laughs> but Antimodes takes Raisin into the side room, questions him, and talks well, to him. It, well, should we go back to like how he called him out in class? And oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah sure. he. So Antimodes comes in and he. Really, he's checking on his investment, Raceland. Oh, yeah, because yeah. he's paying um, for the class. Yes. We never mentioned that. Like, he is paying for Yeah, everything. there is no scholarship from the tower. No. This right. is just, he he is he refers to him as my ward. Yes. Right. Yeah. So he comes through the class. He's looking around at all these kids splattered in ink. 
And Raceland's there, and he he's doing very well. Yes. And Intimidies accidentally says, wow, good job. And then goes, oh, no. Oh, I know all the other boys are going to, like, beat you up now. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then he tries to play it off. It's super funny the way he, like... Because I, I can just I can just feel it. Because, you know, I've, I've done... Super realistic. Yeah, I've done, uh, yep. like, a similar thing working at a school. You yeah. know, where you're like, yep. oh, I shouldn't have called you out. I'm just going to mm, yeah. do my own thing. And all of a sudden, oh... I'm back in the front of the room. Well, uh. And this scene is gr- w- very well described here. Yes. And you can just, you can see the classroom where it's just the one kid's got ink all up his arm. The one kid's got like ink, a handprint on his face. Right. There's a kid in the corner drinking his I, ink. I taught <laughs> second grade. This happens. The like, one kid, doesn't the happens. one kid the just want to like, be just, a farmer? What does yeah, the one kid yeah. plant butcher, potatoes? Butcher. Or, a butcher. butcher. That's what he wants. Gordo. I want to go home and be a butcher. <laughs> That's all I want to do. <laughs> but, I mean, again, this is a small school next to Solace. Like, this is the cream of the crop here. These are your only magic users. Rayson's way ahead of the class. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, Club, right, as we go down, we'll find out what's really happening here. There's manipulation going on mm-hmm. with Rayson from oh, higher always. up. Um, but, yeah. Um, but I, I like this. But he so pulls he, him in a side room. Yeah, but he's taking each individual kid to talk to him, and he's finding out about Gordo wanting to be a butcher, and he brings Raceland in. And what happens with Raceland? I don't remember. Oh, right. oh sorry. Uh, when asked, he think well, he talks about Kittyara, right, and yep. about how she's hanging out with mercenaries. He's like, "Your sister's a real slut." <laughs> <laughs> I saw her breasts under a leather vest, yeah. and now I, I think knew her- when I saw those breasts budding that she was going to be nothing but a two-bit slut. <laughs> I've seen her hanging out with mercenaries. Kit can handle her own. <laughs> I agree. Yes, she can. Uh, uh, yes, she, she can, can handle mine anytime. <laughs> right this, now? Uh, <laughs> but I want to give her a few more years. This episode's going somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's, going, it's going south. And uh, I'm not going Adult. South. Adult kit. <laughs> adult kit. 18 plus kit. Can handle. <laughs> but there's a telling thing that happens because he says, hey, your brother, Karamon, uh, might have magical ability too. We want to watch him. Oh. And, and, Instantly, Raceland just like stares daggers at him. He hates right. That. He hates that, and this will come up again and again through the book. This is the only thing that sets Raceland apart yep. from Caramon. Yep. Like Caramon is the good-looking, friendly to all. Everybody loves him, Caramon. And here is Raceland, who is sickly. Everybody kind of calls him sly. We could go off the fact that hey, maybe he is way smarter than everybody else. Talks like a freaking twenty-five-year-old, and everybody's like. Don't let your head kids hang out with the Raceland kid. Yeah. He's like really weird. Six years old, he's a sly fox, right? And so magic, being this manipulative magic user, is all he's got. It's the so, only thing he's got, and it's mm-hmm. the only thing that he thinks he has going for him. This is a he's, super important drop because I think this is going to end up playing into why Raceland so quickly burns Caramon in the end, in the test. Okay. Because because you know because you guys it's, I, it's not a, it's not a spoiler him. right because no. you know that that's what happens yeah like I mean but, but it's like an instant switch that he's like I'm going to like all don't of a sudden tell, don't tell them why okay they okay. need to know we know that's we true. know from the previous books I've read the book that part that yeah. part Luke has it oh we know that from previous right. books part of the test whatever happened yeah Raceland kills Caramon yes um, well quote unquote yes. Caramon yes. yes. We yeah. know we know that from previous books, so that's not a spoiler. That's However, not a spoil. I, how it happens, we need to leave yeah, that. For we'll the next leave that podcast. for the next podcast. Okay, but I think this is an important drop, right? Here I, yes, for that. Yeah. So we're this, mo- is, this is mine. You have everything else. Yeah, this yeah. is mine. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I get, get it. I get that. It's super oh, realistic. I like this. And what I love about what Margaret's doing, and she will through the rest of these chapters, as she's building up 
Raceland. Raceland is not necessarily a character that you feel. For, a lot of what happens to Raceland, he responds to in the incorrect way. Yes. Like he, yeah. he responds to incorrectly. So you're not like, oh, Raceland, I totally understand why you are the way you are. I just want to hug you. You're kind of like, that was a boneheaded decision, Raceland. <laughs> or you're re- being a real baby right there, Raceland. He, like she's not justifying what Raceland's doing. She's explaining what Raceland's doing. And see, doing. I don't. And see, I don't read a lot of it that way. Oh, really? I just read a lot of it as like this is this is him. Yeah, he is super smart. He has you know make he he makes some of those selfish decisions because yeah. the poor kid hasn't had anything. I agree. And true. it's not like and it's not the I want to hug you and take you away. It's like right. okay, how can we turn those feelings into like good stuff? Yeah, yeah. right, right. Well, <laughs> you know, and it is that one aspect. Um, uh. Actually, you have brothers. Bob has brothers. Yep, I don't. You don't. You know, I have a. You know, I have a brother. Being there is that brother thing too when you're yep. growing up, where you're like, okay, that's your thing. What you know, this is my thing. And if you like, either way, if you like, step into the other zone, sometimes yes. there can be a really big conflict yeah. about yeah about oh my no no that this is my thing. Exactly. Whereas you meet somebody on the outside, they're your friend. Oh, you're in the same into the same stuff as me. Cool. Your that's brother very, is. That's very. Ticked. That's very interesting <laughs> you know? to hear. Especially, I don't especially, know that. Yeah. Especially if they turn out to be better, better. at yes. whatever you wow. think your thing is. Yep. No. This is. I, I understand. I wonder if that. Margaret does Margaret I wonder if have sister, brothers. I wonder if sisters have that. I don't too. know. Does Margaret have brothers? Because this is very realistic. Again, I think she does a really fine job with laying down the groundwork mm-hmm. of this relationship. And just for just just for clarity here, uh, Luke uh, here. I'm the only one at the table who doesn't have brothers. I have three younger sisters. He is like the greatest brother to all these sisters. They all just love him and adore him. I, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the oldest <laughs> so. brother, and like I've always been like the like moderator and like <laughs> <laughs> the neutral party and everything in the house. Well, much like me. you are on the podcast. Ju- I don't judge Whoa. you. Here. I, I feel sorry yes. for, you for that part. <laughs> so, are you kind of like the benevolent brother to all of us? Crazy ladies. <laughs> I, I, I didn't say it like that, okay. first of all. <laughs> I was just saying growing up, yes. that's what I was. So that's, uh, that's why that we get to the end so of chapter well seven. <laughs> all right, so into book two, chapter one. Uh, finally, we're at 13. So maybe we can, they're 13 now. Realistic. Maybe the way they talk, more realistic. Caramon actually working on a farm. Kidiara should be 18, 18, so any allusions to her breasts, I guess, are okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. So now 13, Caramon comes to take Raceland home for the weekend. Lots of nice conversation, I think, between the brothers here. Caramon is strapping, a likable lad. Raceland's not happy about an old widow coming to help their mother. Ah, the yes. widow, widow Judith. 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 Yeah. This is where we meet Judith. Raceland's wise. He's like, hey, nobody does something for nothing. Because mm-hmm. Caramon's like, oh, yeah, she's staying over. And she's like, cooks us meals and everything. She, I don't know. She doesn't ask for anything in return. She's just doing it out of the goodness of her heart. And Mom is in an, ep- an episode in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One of her fits. Which I get it from Caramon's perspective. Just on the surface, things are looking great. Mm-hmm. You got yeah. somebody who is a lonely widow comes in, going to take care of mom. Mom hasn't had any episodes, and we do this have some, fine. and we do have some really nice pictures here of mm-hmm. again just kind of that separation of Raceland from the rest. Now, now there's this four person family. Yes. yes, there's the widow oh. Judith. Gillian's home a little bit more. Right. Um, we got mom and Caramon, and they've been living together. And well, Raceland's been off at school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and, now, now he's very. Now, uh, as this all continues to roll out, 
we have this idea of, you know, Raceland is really, really feels like an outsider now in his yeah. own family. Mm-hmm. And th- I think it's part because in, it talks about how when he first started school, he was walking back and yes. forth, but right. now he just stays there. Right. It, it was decided. Especially he, during the winter. Yeah. He decided, he's like, you know what? I'm not going to deal with this. I'm just going to stay there, mm-hmm. right. do my schooling. Caramon, you do your work stuff and mom and dad, well, mom, dad's gone. Mom, don't die. Mm-hmm. I feel like Caramon probably likes this though because it took some responsibility off of him because mm-hmm. he was he was still at home. Right. So when Widow Judith mm-hmm. came in, yeah. his as a thirteen year old, he was finally like, oh sweet. I'm I free. do feel like you don't get a good beat on what Caramon does with his time. Yeah, Rayson no. is constantly studying. We know Caramon's working on the farm, but it. Kind on the of a side, so, kind of a social butterfly. I think he's a social butterfly. Oh, is yeah. what I think oh, he is it, on the it, side. It, it, yeah, because yeah. we do find out later he'll be stringing like three chicks along. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> and, and he actually during sometimes during the during the winter months he lives at the farm himself. Right, mm-hmm. right. So um, we find out that Raceland, or we find Raceland collects this stinging nettle, and I again to punch home that difference between Caramon the warrior and Raceland the mage. Caramon's like, so why are you picking a nettle? Like why mm. it, it can sting you, it can hurt you. Why would you want it? And Raceland's like, it's like it's like a sword. It's like mm. you fight with a sword. This is my sword. Mm-hmm. Like the knowledge of herb lore and magic is my sword. <laughs> if I can't put it on pizza, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't this? Doesn't Caramon also see his brother kind of getting bullied by by them? And he's like, no. let me let me go take care of him for you. Let me go. Right. Let me go handle this situation for you, but Raceland is just like, eh, I, I got this. Mm, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I do like because this. you'll just befriend them afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, you'll yeah, beat yeah. them up, and then you'll beat them first. But you know what I like? There's a... Uh, Margaret, gosh, I love some of the stuff she writes. She writes this whole scene where Raceland sees the nettle wilting in the light of the sun, mm-hmm. and he wraps it to try to protect it. That's Raceland's rest of his life. Yeah. He will be this prickly nettle wrapped away from the sun. Yeah. Like yeah. this it's That's this really illusion good. to his life. I, I really liked it. Like I read that I'm like, God, Margaret, <laughs> you're so good. Get it, girl. <laughs> Get it, girl. I just want to <laughs> high five Margaret all the time. <laughs> So, chapter two, we get a glimpse of summer vacation with the Majer boys. Is this the time where they tell us that this is like the highest point of their life? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like this is the this summer here, chapter two. Probably one of the happiest. One, one of the of happiest. The, one yeah. of the happiest in their mundane lives. Not their like, once they get further on into the autumn twilight where they're going off. I feel like. That'd be pretty fulfilling. Been, yeah. Yeah. This is just kind of. Like, I took down a god. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was a god for a little while. I took down, but pretty, one. pretty unsettling. Well, and I love yeah. this beginning. I love this end of spring, beginning summer description of yeah. the school too. It's warm in the building. The students keep nodding off, and eventually, even Theobald is like, "We're not getting anything done. Everybody, go home for a couple weeks." <laughs> this sounds really yeah. familiar. Oh, this is <laughs> <laughs> it's really hot. Nobody cares. We're going out There's... to swing, kids. Yeah, all right. Uh, let's uh, playground. Let's go. Besides, yeah. um, I've been summoned to the Wizard's Conclave. Uh, very important. I, the principal very wants important. to see me. Yeah. I have very, the superintendent. <laughs> superintendent hey, wants meetings to see always me. happen. The Tower of Wirith. <laughs> <laughs> so we have eight weeks holiday, and Rayson's happy. He gets to go home for a little bit. And we find that uh, Caramon's just flirting nonstop. Yep. Oh, yeah. uh, but Rayson is not happy though necessarily. He doesn't trust this widow Judith. Like how, he's he, she's making mom better, but how? Like she's not a magic user, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and and he's not trusting this at all. 
Well, you do get kind of a, something that I think a lot of people who read this, um, there's a lot of people who are big fans of Raceland, and there's this whole he can't connect with his father mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I think a lot of people key in on that, right? Kind of like, I feel sometimes Raceland is an analog for like long-haired kids super into metal. <laughs> who oh, did, see, I was going, I was <laughs> like, who didn't get along with their dads who were like, cut your hair. Good job. Shut up, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like that's how like people and, like Raceland. And see, I was I was going see I was going and I'm probably projecting enough of my own into this. Yeah. Don't, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. My 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 father is a great person. My dad is great. Yeah. Right. I I I grew up being the arts kid. Right. Yeah. And my that's da- what I think it is. My, my dad fully supported it, and he was at every show. He was at every concert. He was at everything else. But, but you didn't have a lot to talk about the table. But, the table. But, but I always felt I always felt that he didn't he 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 was there to support his kid. Yes. But I always felt like he kind of didn't understand. Yeah, no, you know? and there is that, and yeah, there's the whole family is are the is this blue collar family. Yeah, even you know, and Raceland's Raceland's the arts kid who he's good at his stuff over here, but doesn't really understand what the you know. Caramon's talking about like plows and tractors and all kinds of other stuff and yeah. it's like I have no idea what you're talking about. Right. This must yeah. be what it feels like when I talk to you. Right. And we yeah. know and we know stereotypes don't apply. I mean like Clob, you play Dungeons and Dragons, but you're like, you know, a volunteer fire to fighter and and like I'm a play- pay, I am a paid on call yeah. fire. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> paid on call fire. I'll edit that. Say that again. No. So Clob, uh, you're a paid on call fire to Fire guy. Pa- paid uh, on call is basically volunteer. Okay, so there you go. Um, I just, um, I, they just throw me some beer money every now and then. And, and, <laughs> and good at playing hockey, right? You know, like, Luke, very successful at what you do. Like, everybody who plays Dungeons & Dragons isn't in this, like, little nerdy box. But the stereotype out there. Correct. Right? I oh, think yeah. this plays into that, this idea. Again, like, hey, so I had all these brothers, and they were all into hunting and fishing, and Dad was all about that, too. And then you're the one, because... Dungeons and Dragons is very much about pouring over books. Yes. And like that's what Raceland is. Mm-hmm. He's like weirdly in his room pouring over books. Dad doesn't understand. And this makes mm-hmm. complete yeah. sense to people who are yeah. like, How are you how are you gonna get a job with that? <laughs> and that's what do you what what do you what 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 job are you gonna get with your liberal which, with your liberal arts degree? Which okay, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna, def- I'm gonna defend well, the 80s dads, but in because in a lot of ways, it's like 1977, 1980. Computer revolution hasn't happened. Uh, everybody kind of works manually for a living, mm-hmm. you know, manual yeah. labor, and your kids upstairs constantly pouring over fictitious books about magic spells. There is a time where you're going to look at your mom and go, like, your wife, and be like, so what is Junior going to do? He's got <laughs> to like, gotta leave the house at he's some got, He can talk about books. It's about all we got We now know for. all those nerds became programmers, and yes. there's this whole other industry that they... And I, I, and I also <laughs> want to point out here too. Yeah, yes, I was projecting that, but my father was a teacher. So yeah. <laughs> it, was, it, it was one of those things that he understood the liberal arts. Yeah, the liberal arts oh, stuff. for sure. But it was it, 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 there is that aspect. Yeah, and you see that with a lot of kids, yeah. and you see that with a lot of you know different people where you know the kid. My son, my son's interested in basketball. Yeah, I am so and not a basketball. basketball. <laughs> I am so not a basketball it's, guy. Yeah. But I go to games and I, I watch and we work and I help him out. I help him out, I help him out as best I can. Yes. But like when we play one on one, he totally schools me at basketball. Right. Yeah. No. And he's twelve. No. <laughs> I, I get it. But there there is that and there's that separation. And for Raceland, it's even more yes. because yeah. of yeah. because of kind of that personality of who he is. He's he. It almost feels like he's adopted. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. No, yeah. I agree. He's we, that odd child. He's the odd child of the family. We also find that Rayson weirdly likes Discord. Like when things get too 
easygoing, he likes to mess it up. Mm-hmm. Like he likes to create that strife. He, likes, he just likes to manipulate. Yeah, that, that is his key thing. That I that. It, Follows him throughout the entire book and through Caramon and, and all the books. Well, and what's followed him throughout his entire life is nothing. Is th- is this idea that nothing good lasts? Yes. yes. Yeah. That yeah. nothing. There's always going to be another yeah. shoe to fall. Why should I be? Why should I be happy with what's going on right now? Yeah. Or why should I be happy by where I am right now? Because eventually something's going to happen. When yeah. is Judith going to rock? Well, and Judith, is, Judith doesn't like yeah. that he does magic. Oh, she hates magic. Yeah. yeah. Then that, that's a whole. Belzor. Yeah, so let's talk about this is very weird. I, I like Dragonlance has this interesting schema going for it where there's the gods of light, neutrality, and darkness, right? And I don't think that Raceland's mom is wrong when I read this in being worried for her son going down a dark path. Because, like, think about it. Your kid's like 13. Is, is it here where he starts visiting Weird Megan? Yes. I like, think, yeah. I think at it, some point, he starts visiting Weird Megan. So, like, he's weirdly, like, I'd be cool with him collecting herbs. I'd be really into it. But then you're like, he's weirdly doing things that are kind of darker. He's visiting Weird Megan. At one point, we learn, like, Weird Megan has, like, a skull. Yeah. On her, she's skull. got a body she's putting she's together. She's like a body. She's table. Right. Like, I would not be okay I, with my 13 year old daughter going down to Weird Megan's to play with the body she's putting together fact, on the table. Our school has one in a first grade classroom. <laughs> I, I audibly <laughs> laughed at Weird Megan. Yes. I love Weird Megan. I love Weird so Megan. She's that like crazy lady that when you're a kid, everybody had a rumor about like if you can't, you don't go in that yard because she'll start throwing crap at you. Or well, it's just such a it's such a crap name, but like, but it is a crap name. But how do you make it fantasy like? You spell it weird. Weird Megan. <laughs> but, yeah. but but when they when they uh you know but when the townspeople need her. Yeah, as a healer, they're they're. She is well, she that, is a stereotypical witch. She is the witch, yes. you know. She she where she she knows the arcana of of herb lore and all that kind of stuff. Basically, she's got a body because what she's doing is learning how the human body works. Yeah. She's learning anatomy and physiology the old way <laughs> by Let's ripping go dig apart bodies, right? Yeah. Uh, so I like weird Megan, Megan as well, mm-hmm. but I. I don't fault Rayson's mother for for not wanting her son to go down this dark path. Because what I think, I wouldn't say it's a trouble that I have with Dragonlance, but I do find it a weird universe that you would have good mages and evil mages that are like kind of weirdly okay with each other being around. You know what I'm saying without there being more of a fight than there is. It's the style of how they show the magic. Right. It talks about how the magic users don't like each other. They the good the white magic users might right. not like the black magic users. Wow, that sounds really bad. <laughs> <laughs> As I say that I'm like, wow, that sounds terrible. But what do you feel about the reds? <laughs> Red magic users. I feel, like, I, feel they're more, I feel they're more down to earth. They're more in touch with the herbs and the nature. They're more connected with Don't nature. get me started on the yellow ones. <laughs> <laughs> but right. it's yellow, I'll show hey, myself hey, out. Hey, uh, just, just don't put the yellow mage in charge of driving the cart. <laughs> oh, oh my god! No, that's that's it's it's just. Can you it, Tokyo drift a horse cart? Stop. <laughs> Why are you not? Get out! Uh, no, it's it's one of those where they talk about how they need that balance, and yes. they, they that's the reason they put up with each other because the cataclysm showed you can't have just one person in charge. You right. can't have. 
just that one person in charge right. to rule over everybody else. But to me, it does bring up the question of what, so what is evil and what isn't evil? Like a problem that I sometimes have with even modern Star Wars is it's trying to blend good and evil. And I, a lot of times like the old narrative of just, there is good and there is evil mm-hmm. sometimes. And there can be instead, gray in between. Instead of that balance. Instead of that balance. Because yeah. I don't get, I, agree. I don't always get the idea of balance. Like, so you have a dark mage who is doing something that is evil, but you're like, eh, but we need him around because it keeps the balance. But right, like, like but, I don't but get none of, that concept. But see, I look at it this way: as none of none, it's 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 a point of view. Not and, if you're like Weird Megan. Okay, well, actually, Weird Megan's doing okay things. I hope yes. it's a dead body, and, and Weird I hope Megan, she got it legally. Yeah. But, yes, but, I mean she might have done a little uh, bit of grave uh, uh, grave digging. But like, if you're weirdly digging. summoning demons and doing like, I don't. She's I think not what, weirdly summoning. What, no, demons. Weird Megan isn't. But I'm saying like when you travel, I'm going with all of Crin, and you have. Dark magicians, right? So what are they doing that is considered dark? We're never, I don't think, given actual insight into what evil are they doing a whole lot. Like, to me, when you say dark magician, they're manipulating people. They're causing death to people that shouldn't happen. Like, it's evil. So, like, why are you allowing that for the sake of balance? They talk about it in the book. They talk about the the one witch that got... Murdered because she was started handing out funny money. Yeah. Where she started bring, well, giving out. Well, that's what they say. They think that's, what they that's think? why she okay. died. But it's one of those where I think. But she set up in a town and like she was just using her skills to do dark stuff. But also like she would like kill rats for the people. Yeah, in town. it's it's yeah. one of those like I think it's kind so of that death, balance of like as long death. as so yeah. a white mage would never kill a rat. I th- and yeah. I think you're getting well, no. <laughs> I think she's, getting... she's doing dark mage things, but also blending right. in. And also, I think like maybe necromancy. She she might have yeah. used some of the dead bodies. She but was nothing. okay with doing it. Yeah. yeah. I, and I think you're getting too caught up in this idea of white and of white being good and black being evil. Yeah. It's not necessarily the idea of evil, it's how you're going about the magic. How you're using the magic. How you're using the magic. Okay. Right. And so the reds kinda the reds kinda sit in the middle, but it's the white and the black aren't necessarily good and evil. It's how it's what you're doing and who you're subscribing to with the magic. Okay. Because we're not dealing with God and Satan here either. Right, no. We're yeah. dealing with uh, you know, we're dealing with the three gods of magic. Right. Who make up who make up the spectrum, who make up the balance of the force or whatever yeah. it is. But it's not it, just because you're black mage, that means that's your flavor. Right. That yeah. does that's it, it it's more along the lines of that's how you're cho- that's how you've chosen to or chosen or been cho- been chosen right. to practice your magical capabilities where your skill set lies. Right. The white has this skill set and the red kind of has a skill set of a little bit of everybody. Right, it's but, not nece- it's not necessarily good and evil. So it's probably a weird holdover then that like again with a book like this then the dark the dark mages are always kind of written though more evil. Mm. Oh White yeah, is always written more good. You know, kind of mm. I think. Par- par- come yeah. on, Parsalian and the head of the Black Order have been banging for years. They did previous to this book, and I think they rekindle later on after yes. this book. That's because like, Lunatari chicks are way more fun. But they're gonna be willing to try ways. So are we moving into chapter three? Right. We kind of bounced back. I feel like we, we kind of had skipped over that. There's a conversation with Parsalian and Antimides. 
Oh, about yeah. the stuff. I don't remember where it is, but it's definitely in this book. We also yeah. totally skipped over uh, Caramon trying to teach Raceland how to get Fort chicks. Girls. Yeah. Oh, I, was, I didn't put it in. That was the <laughs> so, a weird moment of like Caramon. That I'm just I'm just reading through that, just going. She right. she called me your baby brother. Yeah, I, I don't. I just thought the entire thing was funny. Mm, As yeah, I'm reading through I it, I'm like, I could see two brothers having this conversation. Dude, dude, dude you gotta be nice. Yeah, you gotta be yeah. nice. You smile dude, at dude. it. You puff up your chest, and yeah. then you throw an axe yeah. at a tree, and yeah. chicks dig that. Yeah, that's yeah. true. It's great. <laughs> Just, hey, 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 go, go talk to her. Go. Have you, have go, you ever go touch a girl? See that redhead over there? She said she, said she thought you were a little cute. <laughs> yeah. Totally a sibling thing I could see Raceland reminds me, I did have one friend, like, when we were in uh, middle school into high school, who was like a super emotional, very Raceland actually. He's kind of more sickly mm. and whatnot, very Raceland like. And that's how it was like the amount of agony and talking about a girl that would happen over the phone when we were together and everything like that. And then like the one word that was spoken, like it would be like one word spoken to a girl over here and that dovetailed into hours of conversations and analyzing how that word went. Yikes. And then it'd come back to one more. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you well, know what I'm saying? And Raceland here and feels like that. He's very out of step with kind of and he has the such, a, and he has, and again, he he's, he's no. strong. At, he, I mean, he's already strong in, in his bookish life. Yeah. In his bookish life and his studying, he's got that down. Yeah. This is the part of his, this is a part of his life where I, this is not in my wheelhouse. I am so uncomfortable doing all these. Uh, you're 13, you got stuff going on. Right, right. Um, that's beyond your control a lot of times. <laughs> but, and yeah. it's just like, no. No, I have to be in control. I always have to be in control. Right. That's chaos. I'm not dealing with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's so yeah, because it's not something you can manipulate. Love is too difficult. You can't manipulate that. Well, I guess you could. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's how people get shot. So are we going into chapter three? Sure. Chapter three, Why it's not? winter, and the boys at school are roughhousing around outside, and Raceland has this quiet thinking spot that he yes. goes to in yep. the pines. And and again, you you mentioned you mentioned uh, the whole idea of the Scrooge story of the Scrooge yeah. story earlier. That you know, this is that this is that flashback scene where Scrooge, although all the boys are outside playing, and Scrooge is sitting at the desk alone. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Because but, my studies are more important than your trivial children's So games. I might be wrong, but I'm seeming to remember a thing in the annotations that Margaret Weiss is a huge fan of. Didn't we bring this up yeah, on another yeah, podcast? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's a huge fan of the of that story, Ebenezer Scrooge. So mm-hmm. I think she is very intentionally alluding to it here. Okay. Um, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. He's Scrooge. He's, yeah. yeah, he's got He'll his own place. Money. He's surprised that the other boys aren't like ruining it with yeah. dumping their chamber pots or stealing his log that he likes to sit on. Yeah, yeah um, right. But yeah, we do get a little a little peek behind the curtain of yeah. Raceland where he's, you know, he, the boys are leaving him alone. He kind of likes, he likes that because they respect him, but also like he's he lonely. misses the attention. Right. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah, it's, I agree. it's, it's, they're, 
they're they're a little afraid of me, and I'm okay with that. But ever since the nettle leaf incident, yes, yeah. right, which I don't think we really covered. Well, so he used that nettle leaf. One of the guys that was bullying him at school, they had to like, what what herbs did you get over your well, summer vacation? <laughs> a little horticulture presentation. Yes. <laughs> oh well, I found this herb, and he sticks it. The bully kid sticks his hand in the pocket, and like his hand like blows up, and he has an allergic reaction. Yeah, Raceland used his uh, tricks to just right. slip it in there. Yeah, a little I sleight like of hand. Yeah. I like it. He rolled right. pretty well on that one. And then we move into chapter four, which is what our opener was, right? Stinger. Where they all, the, the stinger. They take the test. Uh, they have to write the words, uh, mm. may, I this may is, just... This is not the test. This no. is a test. A test. Not the test. Yeah. The We're first test. This is the yeah. test of like, hey, are you good enough to actu- for do me to actually have, try to teach yeah, you? Yeah, do you have the innate... Yeah. I just want to be a butcher. <laughs> oh, Gordo. <laughs> Lucky Gordo, that's what you get to do. However... You are constantly monitored. I, I remember reading through that, yes. and they're saying like anybody that took any of the classes, they still are monitoring them to make mm-hmm. sure they don't turn into racist. But they're not going to tell him that. No, no, they don't. Tell so that. I, I'm forgetting, and I'm sure fans will be screaming at their radios, whatever. But radios, uh, at well, the radio. <laughs> hey, I play it through my car. <laughs> yeah, I play it through my car. So, so. I'm always thinking of a radio. Yeah. Uh, I play podcasts that way. Uh, but. He knows he's successful, and this will be a thing throughout the book, because he writes it on the lambskin and it starts to glow, mm-hmm. or lights up, whatever. Is that a thing? As, have we seen that before? What, no, what does that and, mean? and it's so, so low-level. I'm just assuming that this is like some sort of like illumination spell, or like... Well, but other spells magic. he will deal with farther down the road here in this book, they will also illuminate. That's how he yeah. knows. I just, that he I just has think it right. shows like that the gods detect have, magic spell. Yeah, I just it's, maybe it's what it is. Is if is if how I read it, and I yeah. believe I'm correct on this one, uh, is in order for the scroll to work. Yeah, every you know everything has to be written perfect so perfectly yeah. on the, the scroll. It lighting up tells you that it's cool. It burning it's it, it's cool because what it, what yeah. what happens with the scroll is it's no longer just the blood, right? As the ink, it if you do it and you do it perfectly and you have the magic skill, you burned the spell into the scroll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. It's and I think it's just and that so when Gort sorry Paul no, so when Gordo like writes sloppily writes his thing out and he's got ink yeah. all over his hand <laughs> scratches out Magos right. yes. <laughs> but so okay so this leads me to a bigger question and this is I guess super naive on my part about yeah. how magic works here in this universe I haven't been paying attention I guess but so is this how it works being made because that's what how I took it club they know they got it right they wrote everything perfectly it lights up they're like boom and it's it's now inputted into the system. So, right, they don't ever have to do that again, right? Like, that means they got it right, they put it in their spell book, and it's a spell they can use over and over again? There's a, it's a difference between scrolls and your spell book. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Your, spell, your spell book, is, scroll, scrolls are meant to be, and please chime in here, yes. Luke, because you have more knowledge One and done, than I do. They're a grenade. S- scroll, you, well, the scroll you can reuse and the scroll you can actually, like, sell to other mages. Okay. Uh, your spell book is your spell book. You don't always have I'm to still write not, it down. So do you have to unroll the scroll? You have to read from the scroll Scrolls to use it? will... When you read a scroll, it fizzles and it's gone. Yeah. Okay. But what... So really, I think what they're doing here is they're trying to figure out if these kids have the ability to... And I, I think when you're writing magical script, it's less about writing words and it's more about making shapes. Right. Can you make the shapes that correctly, are, and, and can you call upon those shapes to do something? In okay. Dungeons & Dragons, specifically the earlier versions of Dungeons & Dragons, when you made a scroll, 
uh, as a wizard, didn't it used to like take your level lower, like use your experience points? I know uh, in three five, yes, in three five, which is way, probably why Rayson talks about being tired always. Yeah, so it's, doing... it's kind of a way of saying Correct. like, hey, well, and, a way and, of... and and in three five, which is what, where I played the majority of my wizard class. If you're gonna make a scroll, it takes like so much of a day to yeah. do it and you can't be doing anything else correct because okay. you have to get everything perfect mm-hmm. and like for like my i've you've written scrolls for me yes. for my fighter where it's you know levitate or breathe water or something mm-hmm. to, where, to where to where there's some there's <laughs> some spell yeah. that me as a non-music non-magic Magic. user right are able to use there's other things that other magicians are able to use okay. if you don't you know if you don't have the skill for this particular fire spell but you have like some certain levels you can use a scroll written by the dude who has the high skill for the magic. Yeah, yeah. and you they, can they're, cast they're putting, and like and like what he says, where you're taking not just the blood of the lamb and your blood and your blood, and you're putting it into it. You're kind of like putting that spell into that thing. Yeah. Okay. And you have to have the ability that's to why, do that. That's perfectly. why me as a wizard could put a spell into a scroll and hand it to Claw the fighter, and then he could. Okay. Yeah. So and that's why Gordo. Is not able to. He's not able to imbibe the scroll, which is which is the basest of all of most ma- of most magic. I also think it's just a way of saying like when it flashes, it's just the god the moons saying, "Yeah, you're good. You, you, you got it. You, you passed the it. test." Yeah, it's just the moons kind of going, "You're good." Well, thank you. You uh, illuminated that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I I get to go be a butcher now. <laughs> Book three, uh, chapter one. Raceland tries to cast a sleep spell on old poor Caramon, throws sand in his face, but it doesn't work. Raceland is such an ass. That poor spell fizzled. <laughs> I love it. That poor guy. Master Theobald finds him later writing the sleep spell down. Um, hold on just a second. Raceland's 16 at this point, isn't it? We, we once again skip a few more years. Yeah, it? I think so. I think every book... And I do like how she broke this up. I was a little when I first opened the book and saw yeah, that you, there were you, six you were, books. You were ahead of me, Paul. I was and like, you told me that like you're you're reading through book one and then book two was like a blip and it was gone. Yeah, I'm, like so I'm just prepared for it when I'm reading. <laughs> it was one of those where as I was reading through it, I'm like, well, I they're they're like, log- they are logically yes, separated. There's yes. logic yeah. as to how they were separated versus some other books that we've read where there really isn't logic. It's just there. Yeah, we're gonna jump here. True. So, I I did like I wrote down to, to reference it um, what Master Theobald says to Raceland when the spell doesn't work. He says it didn't work. I take it. I'm I'm not surprised. You are far too proud, young man. Far too self-absorbed, self-satisfied. You are a taker, not a giver. Everything flows into you. Nothing flows out. The magic is in the blood. It flows from the heart. Every time you use it, part of yourself goes with it. Only when you are prepared to give of yourself yes. and receive nothing back will the magic work for you. I missed this kind of on the first read-through, and now I'm thinking about it now. Um, as we get into book four and five, Rayson will do some extreme, a lot of giving of himself. Yeah. And I was thinking, boy, is he giving of himself. Now I'm reading this That's going, why. that is why. Yeah. Like, is he giving a, He's not doing it for altruistic reasons. He is doing it because his master told him... This magic isn't working because you're not giving of yourself enough. He's like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go join the Salvation like, Army. The- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not because they're good, but because I want to be able to use Theobald magic. Theobald is very well written 
to where you, you yes. get that little like glimpse into him when they they appoint him to being a teacher. Like, well, he's not gonna be any good for anything else. He won't make any good wizards, but he will bring wizards up to the level that they would have been. Right. Yeah. Anyway, and it, and that that sort of thing too, where, where he says that to Raceland, and like you know, Raceland has been like very much like sifting through the sand to find those gems of knowledge. Right. Like he's saying so much nothing, but then like. <laughs> Especially, like, when they're going... I, I really... I love... I'll bring, I'm bringing it back to, like, book one here when he's talking about, like, how to pronounce stuff. Right. And Raceland's just, like, daydreaming. He's like, wait, what? Oh, that's a thing. Like, he <laughs> yeah. writes his notes really quickly. Yeah. Something important. Yeah, he's finally. Sitting, he's sitting there. It's similar to going to a lot of business conferences or, I know, for teaching conferences along that line where... You go for about two or three days, and you come back with that one thing. <laughs> one nugget. One, <laughs> one nugget. good nugget. You're gone for a few that days, but that one nugget is actually I important. Think most trainings, that's what it boils down yeah. to. Yeah. Eight hours of training for two, maybe one, two golden nuggets. Yep. And that's all it is. Uh, but... We were a little bit ahead of ourselves, uh, Paul. Chapter two is the golden summer, uh, oh. where, where they are 16 and everything is going so well. Raceland is known for his big old herb garden. He's yep. good at the herb lore. Mother and Judith are odd, but everything's going well. They keep going we to sh- visit the neighbors. We yep. should, uh, something a little weird in this book is the references to Raceland's big blue eyes. Yeah. Which is just so odd. Because well, I, I think because the, it's going to juxtapose it when he finally gets his hourglass on. And, and, that, and that's <laughs> it. And that's it, too. It's just like he has these piercing blue eyes. And I'm like, that's so weird to read that. Yep. Being, and, and I, I had a, I was, I was texting with a, a friend when I was reading this book. Like, hey, you know, I, God, I just, I just spent like hours reading this book. And like, and I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> um, they asked me what it was. I'm like, well, I'm like, and I had to like justify to somebody who didn't know what I was doing. Um, I'm like, I'm like, well, I'm like seven books deep in the series from the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> like it's kind of, um, a little odd. So yeah. yeah, I agree. Uh, let's talk about Belsor. The, this God. Belsor. Belsor. It's not Bed, Bedsor. 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 You got I said Belsor. Did I say it wrong? No. I don't know why I mispronounced things all the time. We'll like, say Belzor. Belzor! If, if there's one person that cannot judge on mispronouncing things, <laughs> it is me. I, I am terrible. There's been a few uh, BL limes in. Uh, <laughs> Belzor. Uh, Belzor. This it, all seems very realistic to me, and I'll, I'll tell you what struck home for me. Um, you know, being very familiar, not on a personal level, but I like stuff to do with like religion and things like that. And so that whole, there's this whole like faith healing community, right? That's a part of Christianity. Um, and at its most extreme, right? You've probably all seen the whole thing of the people who would, I think it's some Southern churches who mm. they take up snakes, yep. incredibly yep. poisonous We're not snakes. There yet. We're not there yet. But Belsor's is going to be depicted as a snake, and that's kind of what's going to happen. Is this this at a small scale? We're still at the we're still at the Jehovah's Witness portion. That's true. Where it's like faith. This is faith healing, and she's just like, "Hey, have faith in Belsor because Gillian is injured." Right? Is this and where Gillian gets injured? Gillian gets injured because it's in the this go- book for sure. No, well, and we, this is the chapter. Oh. Um, well, and we find out we find out here too that part of the reason why uh, the widow Judith and 
mom have been going over to the neighbors as they've been having little they've been having little private Belzor services. Well, right. Bible studies. But but right. I want to get into Belzor this studies. whole faith Belzor healing studies. part where Gillian, their father, is injured and he ends up a dying. A tree fell on him. Yeah, and the whole time because you know mom has been into Belzor, Belzor, and and Judith is like, well, if you just have enough faith, he'll be healed, and well, then he dies. Yeah. Right. And so the only thing you can. The only recourse she has is, well, you didn't have enough faith. Yeah. Right? Like, you're not a true believer. You didn't have enough faith, and your kid's a magic user. It's because of him. Yep. Burn him. Your daughter's a whore. Your son's a witch. It's it's awful things. But you know what? I will say this rings true. This this is a scene that steps out of fantasy realm, and is as fantasy as it is, this happens in people's houses. Absolutely. I will tell you that I know for a fact that there are people who this happens to where dad or mom or somebody comes down with an awful disease, and that family will not go to doctors, will not seek out help, and they will just constantly go with, we are going to faith heal this faith. We trust that it's going to be, and then the person dies, and that is exactly what is said behind the scenes. Sister was a whore. It was because he was a drinker, he did whatever, or they didn't have enough faith. It's it's kind of sick. You also know what you can't, you know, also know what you can't heal by faith? Polio. (laughs) (laughs) Vaccinate your damn kids. (laughs) Go get your vaccinations, y'all. But this this rolls right into part of the the anti-vaxxer movement too. Yeah. Well, if 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 you have if we if you have enough faith in God, you know you don't have to vaccinate your children. Yeah. 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 Because there's a whole there's a whole very faith-filled movement with the anti-vaxxers. Because I was shocked. Because I thought anti-vaxxers, I had a big view that they were all kind of very hippie. Like that was all a very environmentalist, uh, very hippie kind be. of thing, which there's, they very much can like be. Different levels of anti-vaxxers. Yeah, yeah. There's anti-vaxxers that are like the Hollywood hippie. The, I, I don't want any of those chemicals in my kids. There's also but very because I, I know very those chemicals cons- in my in my kids, but I'm going to put an egg in my vagina. I know very conservative Christian types that are also. Oh, yeah. It is weird to me how I am seeing because I travel in many communities and I see how like super liberal. Uh, crazy leftists and super uh, conservative crazy writers are actually dovetailing and meeting in the bottom somewhere at the middle. Yes. A lot of their beliefs. As long as the kids don't have vaccines, man. (laughs) It's fine. Sorry for getting political on this fantasy podcast. Less of a spectrum, more of a circle. (laughs) Measles are very... Measles are important. Let's not... uh, Yeah, the fact that polio can come back is absolutely freaking However, I do like after, after the death of Gideon... Is that who it was? Gillian. 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 Uh, we get to meet a few well-known characters. Oh, uh, well, I do. And I we, do. Yes. It's a great bring-in to where the community comes together, and we get the dwarf, we get the little kinder, I believe, even. Yeah, Taz is there. And well, and Tannis, even, even yep. Tannis shows up and is, yep. shut up, woman. <laughs> yeah. You don't know what you're talking about. How yeah. about you leave? Yeah. <laughs> it's the entire you town. You do that. <laughs> the entire town comes together and knows they're in pain because you know what? We know these people. We've lived with them our entire life. You random crazy lady, get out. Well, it's right. like Tasselhoff like comes like backflips into the scene like sheds a tear real quick and then he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Got a little fast. Hey, oh. hey, what's up, everybody? Hey, oh, that's dead. <laughs> like, hey, 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 that's a dead body. I haven't seen a dead body. Wow, he got hit by a tree, didn't he? Oh, that's Caramon's dad. Right. Oh, that's sad. Um, oh, shiny. Yeah. <laughs> Piece of candy. It's Ooh, piece of candy. In character. On, on brand. It is, yes. it is Tass. But chapter three, now I am super conflicted about what I believe even about this chapter. So help me through with this. Yes. This is where mom, in the aftermath, mom 
relapses. Yep. Car- oh. uh, uh, Raceland is taking care of her. And again, you read it, and at first, Raceland is being incredible. Uh, yeah. Taking care of her, brushing her hair, cleaning her, doing all of those caregiving kinds of things. And I'm like, and for me, on my first read through, I'm like, this is why Caramon will forever defend Raceland to the death. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, he, he went above and beyond and was taking care of his, like, this only happens between Raceland and Caramon. Nobody else sees what happens well, here. And so Caramon is like, you don't understand my brother. My brother is a caring, loving person. You should have seen him when he took care of my mother. But now thinking about it in the light of, but he was just told in the chapter or two before that you're not giving of yourself. That is why your magic doesn't work. So is Raceland... Oh. Yeah. So is Raceland doing this for the right reasons or is he not? And I don't know. Maybe he's doing both. I, I, I don't I, know. I, th- I think you're right and I like that read on it. But yeah. I think it is both because, again, these were two... You look at Caramon and you look at Raceland and these were two completely different twins. Yes. You know, and this also happens in families too where right. a lot of times you tend to gravitate a little bit more towards the parent you're more like. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so even Caramon, even we, we get a quick bob into Caramon's head during all this where Caramon's like, I don't really know how I'm supposed to feel about this. Oh, I like this. So Raceland can key in on Mother more because correct. Mother is like him. Yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. But Ray, there, there is... but, and Caramon was so devastated when Gillian died. Yeah. Whereas Raceland, Raceland was more reserved about when Gillian died. Yeah, well, I like that. And this is what, you know, because Raceland was closer to his mom, Caramon was closer to dad. Right. And we did get um, before. I like that. The last time, the last time before Raceland went back to school, um, and he had been home, and the Hamleys, the, the Hamleys all family. Yeah. The, the family's all happy. <laughs> Uh, the family's all happy, and it's kind of like a family without him, and he's he's super jealous. Yes, that his mother is getting on without him. Right, and there's a little bit about she doesn't want him to leave at the end of it. The, the, it she she tries to get him to give yeah, up the magic. Yeah, right. for sure. But I, I, I feel mean, because I, of those weird religious reasons. Yeah, it wasn't for. But the, also, but the, the, I I was more keying in on him being jealous that his mother was getting on without mm-hmm. him. And I, I just mm-hmm. love Margaret's writing here and the way she gets into these two brothers. And already I'm yeah, feeling are... I'm feeling so much differently about Raceland and Caramon and their relationship that that's what I'm saying. I don't know what order to read these things because I was pissed at the end of Legends. Mm-hmm. And, the way, and the way Caramon and Raceland were, but some of it I thought was crappy writing. Right, okay. like, like I didn't, I didn't get why Raceland was doing some of the thing, why Caramon was putting up with some of it. If I had had this, I would have seen that all in a different light. It's like I want to it, read Legends again in the light of this, but this book won't be very interesting if I you think, haven't read any of those. Books. I think that's <laughs> why she wrote it this book the way it, the way she did is it explains why Raceland was acting the I way agree. it was. So I, I think it was for the yes. people like you that were sitting there going. Why? Yeah. Why, Caramon, are you still putting up with this? Then yes. she goes, here you go. This is why. Yeah. I, I was looking brother. at them as two archetypes that the authors were just keeping locked into their two schemas and were not coming out of. And yeah. I'm like, damn you. <laughs> this is yeah. not good. And I get it now. Like, I really, I, I really I mean, like mind that. you, it's so many years later. She's, but yeah. she, she is also yeah. out on her own. Yeah. She I, and I, I honestly think that, like, she brought all of the good things to this uh universe. Yeah, I would yeah. I don't I actually don't know. I've never looked. Did Hickman write any book 
alone, I wonder what that would look like. Mm. Then we could I we could really tell. That <laughs> would be a very, yeah, we could tell if he's the, if he's the Charlie of the group. I do have some of his standalone other books. I'll go check them out. So I think it's Charlie, she, right? So he won't leave her side. No. She's dying. Caramon's just kind of Caramon's just kind of like wandering around the house doing stuff. Right. Mm. Um, and there is the drop in here in this chapter two of that, that explains exactly what I was talking about, yeah. where it's Caramon loved his mother. That's what a good son is supposed to do, and I am a good son, so right. I love my mother. Yeah. Right. But However, I but I don't know what to do. He, yeah. It, it does talk about how, yes, he loved his mother. He feels more like Kitty Ara is, is his mother. It talks about yes. it where he goes, but he has more of a relationship with Kitty Ara than anybody else, really. Yeah. Well, and we get to the death scene mm-hmm. yeah. here, too. Oh, yeah. And I want. <laughs> why do you say it like I want that? What? I, I, I want. I want. This to see, I want to see if you guys picked up on this because I, I picked up. I didn't write it as a note, so I probably didn't. We, we get to, we get to mom's in. death scene. Yeah. And all and she starts talking to somebody in the doorway, and Rayson's like, "There's nobody in the doorway," and then he looks back. Oh, this. It, yes. Yes. This it's is Fizzman. Oh yeah. Yes. It's Fizzman. It's Paladin. It's Fizzman. Yeah. Fizzman comes back, and that's she what made me go. She sees a man in a, like a gray oh, yeah. cloak. Yeah, and with a, a, beard. a disheveled old guy with a, a disheveled old guy. A, a disheveled old guy comes in and escorts her to the afterlife. Yeah. It's Fizzman. Yeah. yeah, it's Paladine. It's, do you want to come with me? Like, you want me to go with you? You want me to travel with? Or as I say, it's Fizzman like, and oh, Paladin. Fizzman. <laughs> so that that is, I love that. As soon as I saw that, I was like, yep. I actually like that as well. Yeah, it's, like, it made me go, oh, okay. But they didn't especially, name him. Especially... No, they didn't. They didn't especially with your knowledge of, like, the flow of time, and maybe he came back as a favor to Raceland. Or something, yes. Yeah, yes. or... You, you know, know what, like... Okay, see, now I need to read all of those tril- the trilogies yeah. again, because is there... Is this an illusion? Does he do anything? Does he say anything in those other trilogies that would... Illuminate this a little bit more. Yeah, but he comes to. That's his, I he like. Comes no, to yeah, that's he, why I went. Oh, he yeah. feels bad. It brought me back. It brought yeah. me. Fisman the... feels bad about Raceland dying. I mean, like right. he was going to destroy everything, but yeah. Well, I think Fisman too. I think he, he maybe he was always wasn't, that, wasn't that a there? wasn't that a thing like when he was like plummeting into darkness, like he Raceland all of a sudden stopped. And that, that I, and I okay, I'm I'm asking that kind of rhetoric, Retor- yeah. rhetorically because I do know that I don't. So um, yeah. Because of the war, of, what I've read about the War of Souls, uh, Raceland's soul is kept alive, most likely by Fizzbin Paladine. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe this is just him doing a favor for... So are we getting back to our argument about, or our talk, discussion, about at the end of Legends, what happens at the end? Yeah. Because Raceland's in torment, but then is he? There's this then, weird, that then, weird line yeah, at that, the end. About him ha- being, like, having closure. At peace. Being, okay. Calm. At peace, calm peace. Calm within the storm of chaos. Yeah. So mom dies, and now it's just the brothers. Right on. On to chapter four. Kit comes back, obviously. So this is point. so good. This is so... I, yeah. I, I love the picture want, that is being painted. What, what did you see in your mind, Club? I just want to think. Kit's coming back. She's got leather armor on. What did you... Oh, I mean, this is Kit. No, <laughs> this is this is 18-year-old Kit. Actually, no, she's older than that now. This is like... Because the boys are 16, so she's going to be like 23. Yeah, she looks like Joan Jett. Or 22. She looks like Joan Jett. Oh, but it's, it's <laughs> raining. She has a hood on. Her hair is like down and straggly. It's dark. Like I, I just, I saw this. Yeah. Oh yeah. When you yeah. say that, Weiss comes through this with like, I'm like a movie camera. Yeah. I, I saw this. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. This was written so well. Yeah, but so race- it's raining at the funeral, and she Kit comes back at the funeral looking all hot and it's like freaking freaking caramel's like oh, I don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then she calls Raceland baby brother. He goes, 
(laughs) That that kind of like ticks something in the right direction for him. Oh, I get it. Oh, but Rayson's taken ill, right? Yeah. And we find out that he's been going to the weird to Weird Megan. This is where we find out about Weird Megan, right? For an elixir. More about Weird. More about Weird Megan. Well, and and so and Kitiara sends Caramon to Weird Megan to get the uh, what the elixir of Barkwood or whatever, Mm -hmm. which I believe is real. Uh, well, no, which I believe becomes his tea later on. Yeah, that tar bean. Yeah. No, I don't or, think that no. becomes the tea. Uh, no, that, we'll get to the tea. Uh, we'll yeah, get yeah, to yeah. the tea later. The tea is something. The tea is a recipe from uh, uh, Salacious Salandilos. Parsalius. Salacious Crumb. Salacious Crumb. Well, that was way too good. Parsalia oh. gives him the. I'm tea. sorry, I haven't finished the book yet. Leave me no, it's okay. It's, it's okay. It's, right. it's okay. But yeah, so she go. He Caramon goes, and he's like, "I gotta go talk to Weird Megan." And this uh, is where like, where Kit starts getting her weird, playful sexuality about like I've seen men naked, winky, yep, winky, yeah, winky. yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't worry, brother. I've seen men naked. <laughs> don't say it like that. <laughs> don't, uh, Use yeah. different words. That makes and this is really, and this is really where we we have the one com- actual conversation with Weird Megan. Yeah, in the in, that we see in the book it was yeah. between her and Caramon, and she is just she comes out and she is totally Emma Emma Thompson from the Harry Potter movies <laughs> when Emma Thompson is playing uh, Sybil Trelawney, Trelawney, yeah. where it is just that. Oh yeah, <laughs> she's, yes, she's yeah. got her big wolf dog. Or, or like, what's the, who's, the, who's the Luna chick? Oh, oh, Luna Lovegood. Luna Lovegood. Yep. May, uh, that's kind of more my weird Megan. That's what I was saying. Oh, okay. Am I wrong? Is this where Caramel like, can kind of see through the door and there's a head on the table? Yes. Is there like... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There, there is. There yeah. is. He refuses... A skull. A skull. Yeah. skull. She, yeah. she goes like, oh yeah, come on in. Come on my, come uh, in. My uh, wolf won't bite you. I'll just, I'll, just, I'll just stand. In. I'm just going to stand here in the rain if you can get me what I need, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I'm good here. I like Thanks. it. I like it. Uh, uh, but anyway, chapter five, Kitty Yara is going to start, and she will, the rest of this book, trying to convince people to go with her to sanction to become a warrior. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. you guys want to go north? You guys, you guys want to go north? <laughs> It'd be hard hey, to say hey, no. Hey, it would wanna... be hard to say no. I'm, I, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. I'm, pack, I'm packing it up. I'm selling, I'm I, selling my house. I don't <laughs> know if I'm that desperate. I don't... <laughs> um, I'm in. She sounds good. But I mean, she's, that, she's that, that rain-soaked scene with the hood and those dark go. eyes. Well, and she seems very world-wise now. She knows, like, hey, Belzor, by the way, is fake. There's oh, yeah. real gods. Uh, you better kind of, you know, look alive, young brothers. Look because, alive, boys. Yeah, you've been in this small town with your small minds, and they're all following There's Belzor. There's other movie theaters except the Takora. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> Nobody's getting that joke. Yeah, wow. Well, there's like maybe two of them. We're right? a small town. We had one theater called the Decora, and it would play movies from like a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> I, Biggest silver screen I, on the range. I saw the Rocketeer there. Oh, my God. Remember Disney's The Rocketeer? Three years after it came out. Like three years it. after it came out. It's probably they actually just put a VHS in on it. <laughs> it's probably playing there now. You want to go see the Rocketeer? Um, <laughs> Back to the book. Back to the book. So chapter six, Rayson wakes up from from sleep. Yeah, and there's really. Oh, hold on. <laughs> we got to pause as Clob shows us. What is that? Elmore? Is that a good Elmore painting um, of that Kit? Is that's Kit and the Brothers? Yeah, I think it's from the uh, the Preludes books. I think is the it's a cover of one of the Preludes yes. books. Nice. Um, yeah, she's looking fine yeah. and dandy. Although that doesn't look leather, that looks no. metal. <laughs> well, yeah. 
<laughs> but but, but first, um, you must go to Tumblr to find it. Yes, but, I love this in this scene where we're like again, like a movie. We wake up and or we we enter their bedroom, right? Caramon's sleeping and he's like sleeping all spread eagle, like yeah. one leg hanging off the bed, and Raceland's in a weird fetal position in the corner. Oh yeah, he's curled up in a little ball. Very much, with it's, it's uh, harkening eh. back to the womb. <laughs> <laughs> Caramon's taking up Caramon's just space. sprawling all over the womb. Raceland's just I'll up get, in a corner. I'll get you one day. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, kind of, kind of the rest of this, like six and seven, really just kind of blend together. We, they we really do, do actually. Yeah. In chapter six, we see where Caramon starts to show a little bit of the magic. He has a vision. He has, a, yeah, a fit. As yeah, they call he it, does. But like, I guess I don't get it because it doesn't really ever come back. It doesn't come back. And then, and and uh, Raceland is pleased by this. But I agree. I, it I, shows a little bit though that Raceland. Because Raceland is afraid when he sees his brother doing that. He goes, wait, does he have that? I can't tell anybody about this. Because of what to... we've alluded to yeah. before, this erases his specialness. Exactly. Correct. You know, yeah, well, now Caramon would have it all. And that doesn't make, I guess it doesn't look, just because this is a prequel. I've read what comes after it. And like you could have just, I, I don't understand the inclusion of this. Um, I think that. I, I know that he's not magic after this. Yeah. You, know, you know what I think? I, I think this is a hammer stroke too much on the nail. Yeah. Like, okay. like Margaret has been hammering a lot about the differences between these brothers and stuff. This was just the one hammer stroke that didn't need to fall. And, you didn't need to have this one in And here. see, again, I the way I read this was almost this idea of they're twins. They have that, you know, the mystical twin connection. Yeah. And with everything that's been going on with Raceland right now, maybe he this he's he's radiated a little too much on Caravan. Right. Because of the and so therefore this is this is actually it's Raceland's magic, but because of their twin connection, mm. it's like radiated into Caramon for a moment. Ooh. Is this Maybe. is this where the plague comes in? Because is Caramon sick with the plague at this point? Nope. Or is it later on? No. Yeah. Am I way off Spoilers. on that part? Okay. I don't think so. I not no. that I remember. No, there's no plague. Okay. But um, chapter there is a, there is a plague later on. Yes. But, Chapter, um, which is very cursory. Like, I don't know, it's, it's weird. It doesn't... It's because he's good with the... Let, he's I'll good with the... We get, yeah, here. we'll talk about the plague when we get there. Chapter 7, it's fall. This is the last chapter before book 4. Uh, twins are deciding what to do. Rayson feels as if his connections to the past and solace are slipping away. Yeah, I, I feel like his con- he's going with the... My connections here are gone... I have to move yeah, on. Mom's, the only reason that I come back, uh, the mom's not here anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caramon's got the job on the farm. Right. Why Why are we staying here? She's done a great job, but Margaret has, of, of painting this picture of, this is true, Caramon could stay here forever, and we'd be fine with it. He's flirting with the girls, and he's got his job on the farm. It's fine. Uh, Raceland is, I'm not going to say bigger than this, but where he needs to go is beyond solace. Yeah. He, he is the brain that Caramon is lacking. Yeah. Both of them have no reason to stay in this town now. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Right. Um, I I it like this little again. mention of Sturm yeah. we have here. He's He's gone up to join the Knights of Salomnia. Mm-hmm. Tritune, right? We also get a little bit of a history on, on Huma here, right? 
Huma. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And you know what? Little... There was there was something before this about like the balance of Huma and his magic friend. Yeah. And that's back yeah. in the, the the conversation between Parsalian and Antimides. That, that he had that a battle mage. Yeah, he had a battle mage. And that they, they don't they don't cover because the Knights of Salamnia don't like magic, yes. so they don't like to bring up the fact that there was a mage along with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a battle mage. There. And then this this brings in when Raceland talks that's about That's gotta why... be a book. Well, I think this comes up later, but now we can't talk about it. Okay. Talk about There'll be more Battle Mage stuff to come. Yeah. Yeah. All in all, I I enjoy this little bit of a data dump. I like this little data dump because she is definitely referencing... I feel Margaret in her mind... Thought and, and I, I think she gained this that she was writing a book, a prequel book that you could pick up and read as a standalone. I don't know if she was successful in the fact that yeah. it is so into the characters and so into the world that I don't know if you could pick pick and this that, book, that, make that, it off that's the shelf. Where we're and gonna know. lean on our fans. Yeah, one of you has to have started yeah. with this. Soul Forge. You saw Raceland's hourglass eyes staring off the bookshelf, and you were like. <laughs> I don't know. The, the cover of this book's pretty creepy. <laughs> it is. Take me home to the <laughs> <laughs> he, he doesn't look like any money in that show. <laughs> <laughs> he does. <laughs> um, okay, so... But I feel like the cover is exactly like this book is. It's very understated. It's just a man sitting in a chair. And that's basically... Well, I mean, this book is a very... very ambiguous much, man. <laughs> And that's kind of how this this book is very understated like yeah. that. There's nothing major that's going to happen. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so we get to the end of book three here. I do I do want to yeah. forgot to add one more th- one more point. This is the point where uh, Raceland talks to Caramon about why he might have a dagger or something along those lines because it, it talks about why mages don't usually carry a big sword or anything, but they have that one dagger because... Right. The mage would not give it up, so then Huma ordered that all mages have that one dagger, which I think is like a nice little add into I like it the too. character mm-hmm. building of mages. And, and we'll see that Raceland will, will end up getting his little dagger. And this whole yeah. story we'll is talk a, about that in the next episode. This whole story is a shot at Sturm, too. It's like, oh yeah, your big bad don't forget your big bad hero guy of legends needed a magician. Yeah. yeah. I feel like Margaret does not like Sturm because he has given in the whole book he has given the short shrift. Yeah. He is barely yeah, even throughout of, the rest of the book, he just kind of shows up with his mustaches and his But kind also, of a you know, I don't really dick. know that I ever really liked Sturm. Uh, Sturm was he was, I mean he was he was a good no. character, but I don't know that I, I Well, I think that it's too I think too that until Sturm is not meant to be a major character no, no. until he goes to Salamnia. He gets his father's yeah. armor. That's right. what really makes Sturm at the peak of his art. Yes. 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 Right now he right now he's just he right now he's a lost he's a lost teenager who is kind of he's tied in here because his mom's still still here. And so he's he can't go anywhere and do anything because he's got to stay here and work and take mm. care of his mom. This he is gonna make go this, dad. This is gonna make no sense, I don't think. But I the only reason I really like Sturm is just the look of Sturm. The look of Sturm is like the bass you player really, from really, Spinal Tap. You really like the way uh, the guy in the book with no pictures looks? No, no. The, the, like the, no, the way the, they no, paint it, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like He is very 70s, so it makes it feel like a very 70s sword and sandal kind of book because he's just weirdly always in the background with his weird helmet and giant mustache. Yeah. I don't care anything about But he about doesn't have Sturm. those yet. No, he doesn't. Yeah. Not he yet. doesn't. He's just. He's got he's, just a little bit grown. of dirtiness. Yeah, on yeah. He's grown by seven. <laughs> by well, how old would he be? Like eighteen ish. 
Now he's, I yeah, think, he's probably well, like but was he a little bit older? Because he was hanging than, out with Kit, yeah. so maybe now yeah. he's a little bit older. Who um, knows? But Who see, knows? the problem I have here is he's te- he's teenager. He is yeah. a he is a teenager, and so I have the feeling of this mustache, <laughs> and like I'm just seeing Matthew McConaughey, David Wooderson from Dazed and Confused. I, 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 I only ever see <laughs> that with this one mustache that's not quite there yet. <laughs> I only ever see that one picture that you made up two years ago. Of him where, yeah. where it was... Who was uh, that? Ted Nugent. Ted Nugent. <laughs> yeah, that's, Ted that's, Nugent. That, that's who I see. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, that's... I don't, I don't know. In, tr- in true Dungeons and Dweebs fashion, we're going to uh, round off an episode about Raceland. Talking about Sturm. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... So, that, that's where we're cutting this one because we had a bunch of, like... Chaff beforehand, oh, and then you know we're really we'll get that the real meaty stuff of the we're book on the next the one. Meat of this we've episode. set up, we've, we've set up for the stuff. second half of the book here, and I think this sets up very well for rolling into the second half of the book. Right when we get through and Ooh, get yeah. into this, get into um, our next episode, I'm gonna have some things to say about Margaret's yeah. writing. Where are we standing at the book at this point? Because I'll tell you where I'm standing at the book. I have loved the character yep. development. I am loving the characters of Caramon and Raceland more than I ever have, and I'm praising Margaret up and down. What I even have in my notes, though, is we are now, like, approaching over... Almost halfway. We're getting close to halfway through. I now need something more. Right, like now we need Get to set them on a quest. On with it. We need we need some sort of fighting battle, whatever it is. Will it come in these last three books? And see, I'm uh, again uh, just because of the amount of driving and the amount of other stuff that I do. I again audio booked this. Yeah, um, the Audible book is actually pretty good. Oh, good. It, it is actually it has actually done pretty well. That's good. Um, is it old the, or is it new? Is it a new version or it's, is it old? I, I think it's old, but it's like remastered. Okay. It is just one dude. Doing okay. voices. That was probably the. Yeah, that's probably some dude from prison doing that. Because I, I know what <laughs> we learned it from another podcast from the last podcast on the left that they have uh, pe- people in prison can do audiobooks. Oh, they can that, read audiobooks nice. and things like that. Probably more like LibriVox. But yeah, yeah. does that guys? Kind of well, yeah, it's probably you know it's it's probably country club prison. You know, it's oh it, yeah, it's not it's real like prison. Manson isn't reading isn't reading an audiobook. <laughs> Although it'd be popular if he oh, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah well. uh, <laughs> All right, so let me, let me read to you about Raceland. <laughs> okay. So. Uh, re- release date on the Audible audiobook, January 8th, 2013. Wow. Yes. So, but and it is one dude doing voices for like when the different characters speak, right. which is which I've, isn't that's how bad. all books used to be. I'm the, pro- okay. the only problem I have with that is sometimes the female voices feel a little wonky. Yeah. Oh yeah. And especially when you're listening to them on double speed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but oh, yeah. Um, no. So the Audible book is good. I'm just I not a sponsor. My, my the the issue that I have here at this point, and the issue that I'll talk about when we get to final thoughts mm. at the end of next episode. Is I I want something to happen. Yep. Nothing. We've 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 had a little we've had a little bullying. We've had m- the first three books of this could have been a book and a half to two book montage. Mm-hmm. Get him to be 16, 18, He's gonna grab you know. Get him to be sixteen, eighteen. Uh, where we're looking at this idea of him. You know, later on he's gonna be teaching at the school before he takes his test, and he's gonna Spoilers. be he's gonna be doing a lot of these other things. But I want something big to happen. Mm-hmm. I want. And also something big to like more cement the friendship and more cement this idea. We get we get the we're gonna get the drops later on about Tasselhoff, Flint, and the three boys. Yeah. 
we're going to get those drops later on, mm-hmm. you know, that's good, is going to fill in some of that. And I, I'm going to talk about how I really like that in yeah. the next episode. But right here, it's too much character development mm. for me. I This is the seventh book that I've read with both <laughs> these characters. Eight. Eight for you. Eight. Oh, it is eight for you me. You read that middle I, book. Because I read the middle yeah. book. Um, but this is the eighth book that I've read about these characters. Yeah. I know where Raceland's going. Yeah. I, 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 I see where you're leading me to as to how he got there. Yeah. But... Again, I just it, it's it's a little too much for me, right? Mm-hmm. Now. I, I I was I was very happy with the reveals for me and how it made me rethink what I thought about other books. Um, so I think I was going off the high on that, but I'm with you, Club. Even in my notes, like I said, at this point I'm going, okay, so where are we going? What's what's the action? What is going to happen? And it's actually the issue that I'm having with the D with the D and D game that we're playing right now too is. We're 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 in an information stage right now. I'm I'm not I, I don't have the patience. <laughs> I'm like my character, just going. Can I just go hit something? I understand. <laughs> I understand. We're supposed it. to be getting all this information to go get stuff. Yeah. But we've been getting information for two sessions now. Just go. Hit Can something. we go fight something, please? Oh, holy just cow. go make a fight. <laughs> How long does a session last? It's coming. About three to four hours. Holy. <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> we're, we're coming to a head club. Don't worry. I know. I know, but I'm just like, oh, Well, let great. me tell you, it better be good, Head, because it's been a long time great. coming. He was We're not an explicit <laughs> podcast. Oh, Race, great. Race was picked on as a kid. He was avoided as a high schooler. He gained some essence of power in the school by becoming a teacher, even though he did, doesn't like people. Spoilers. Um, you know that, but I've enjoyed that part of the journey. The I have is, really I enjoyed that. You know, I, 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 I am, I'm, I'm right here with Bob and Paul. I even. As much as I have complained in the past about books that talk about nothing, we're at least talking about nothing with characters that I know and that I care about. Right. Yes. That's the had I, only if thing. If I didn't yeah. have all the backstory and didn't have Maybe the Maybe that's why you can't Which is why you have to do it. You yes. have to be a liker of the, the Chronicles the abil- before you come to this, and I the think. ability to pick up the Easter eggs that Margaret Weiss yeah. is laying down in here. You wouldn't know. I, I, yeah, I would have no over. idea, and I'd be... I, I'm enjoying it. You'd be, you'd be like, I'm why, just, why is this I'm Sturm just, guy I'm showing up? Club, you, you, you are right. It needed a little bit more of like a... I, I, I'm going to say a Harry Potter pacing, where he goes to magic school, and he's actually doing stuff. I do like yes. the groundwork she's laying down, like, hey, being a wizard's hard. Yes, but... I want to do something at yes, there. I, I will say, though, if there was too much of a training montage of like, hey, you're in school, da, 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 we would be then complaining, saying that we don't no, have enough. No, I agree. That there's not enough information or, about the things. Cause that, or give me more. It's a give and take. We, we get virtually no information about what the classes actually are. Yeah, true. That's give me, true. Give me more information about the schooling, about you know the the different steps that you're taking. Okay, it's, well, are, but I think it's we, boring. It All smells they're doing like is cabbage. They're writing, are we a writing one, words and books? Are we boring. a one room schoolhouse? Yes, I think yes. so. I think so. We have the six year olds next to the eighteen year olds. Yep. Yes, they learn from each other. Well, no, because after after <laughs> oh, a while, in groups, yeah. yeah, they learn from each other in groups, collective uh, grouping um, and, well, and teaming. They they weren't. They're not actually groups. They're just teams. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> so yeah, it, I, I would have liked to see more of like what the actual schooling is right. being entailed in. I'm still enjoying myself. Yeah. I still love this universe. Yeah, um, I agree. You know, I'm still in. I'm just pick up the pace. Yeah. No, pick no, up the you're pace. Not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I think Klob, check. I'm Klob. <laughs> Whatever. My name's yeah, on that's, that's, that's yeah. Really good. Um I think I am 
I'm more with it. Like my frustration was that I, I'm actually, I've loved it right to here, but this was the part where, you know, you end a book. Sometimes that's where you choose to like get up, do something else. Right. Yeah. So I ended book three getting up, going like, okay, well we got that all out of the way. Mm-hmm. So now what, you know, and I will say not necessarily a spoiler, but we've got chapters and chapters yet Spoilers. of nothing really happening. Spoilers. <laughs> so I was, I, my letdown will start coming here a little bit. Definitely club in okay. the next episode. Yep. Yep. Well, there it is. First half book one, Raceland Chronicles. Hey, all right. Hey, if you want to join the conversation, please talk to us on Facebook. Facebook's still the best way to go. Talk to us on Facebook. Throw things out there. Call us ninnies. Whatever you want to do. Make a post to Facebook. We'll post it. Right? Approved. As we'll approve, we'll approve it as long as it's not. Subscribe on YouTube. You'll God. be getting a lot yes. more of us on there. It's just, God, rendering videos takes forever. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And- rendering and then uploading. Oh my God! Yeah. And if you want to share some things with friends, uh, pretty soon here our vi- our original three episodes will be on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't I don't have an iPhone and I don't want to download Podbean. Well, good news, it's on YouTube. Yeah. Listen. You can you, you can you can push us on your friends. Talk yeah. to your friends. Um. Now that it, now that uh, iTunes is splitting up and splitting up into the different into the that's what it, that's formats. what you were talking about. Yes. That was the thing. Oh, yeah. okay. That was okay. the thing. That was the, the thing, thing that I'm like, why do you know about that? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that, that's not a big deal. It's just like iTunes has, has become too big of an application, so it's splitting up into three smaller ones. That's all that's which it, which, which it pretty well, much done Well, they give us chapter anyways. breaks. That's all I want. They yeah. haven't said anything, but they are, podcasts are getting some love. Good. That's all I know. Yep. Okay. Because Apple's secretive. Go, so get get on get on Podbean. Get on uh, iTunes while it still exists. Get on the <laughs> podcast apps. Um, that we're on. Give us a review. Um, go in there. That really helps us. That helps us. As long bump, as it's positive. If going you don't like us, just go away. <laughs> don't, don't, don't give your opinion. Actually, no, I know. Go on. Call me pretentious again. What up? <laughs> I love it. I thrive off the I don't. I like Raceland curl up in a little fetal position in the corner of my bed. They hate me. I, I, does your anyway, wife have to come I, in and just comfort you? Yes, she does. I, I am sucered by Lorana. I just, <laughs> see, I'll just get drunk at 5 o'clock in the morning, make a fake account, come after you. <laughs> So on that bombshell, please, again, listen up. Tell your friends about us. Tell your enemies about us. Tell your mom about us, whoever. Let's get some more downloads. Oh, your mom already knows about me. Shout out. Shout out California, the state with the most downloads from us. Woo! What the hell is going on? I shouldn't have said anything about barefoot hippies. No, that's that's Washington. (laughs) All right, so hit us up. Guys, um, we love you. She's she's got another set of drinks coming for us. Let's take this quick, and then I need to be off like a prom dress. I hear she got (laughs) it. Oh, my God. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dungeons and Dweebs. There's even more adventuring to be had at our website, dungeonsanddweebs.com. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at dungeonsanddweebspodcast at gmail.com. You can also find Dungeons and Dweebs on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Find all those links at dungeonsanddweebs.com. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please help spread the word by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. The music for Dungeons and Dweebs is Fatal Fight by Royalty Free Kings and can be found at their website, royaltyfreekings.com. 
Dungeons and Dweebs is a Tim Gilbert media production. Copyright 2017, all rights reserved. And no part of the show can be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the expressed written permission of Tim Gilbert Media.